the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, we're with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, you know that we're going to have Eric Trump on today. He'll come up at 3 o'clock, about 3.06 after the news. And we'll, uh, we've already uh, done the interview. He was only available at 1 o'clock today. We sat down and talked with him, and uh, we have it. It's in uh, our system, and we'll play it back for you about 3. Uh, if I have time... Uh, in the final hour, we'll play it again. So you can, uh, people that may not hear it now, can hear it later on in the show. It's a great interview. I'll be real honest. Uh, he came prepared for the interview. And uh, he, let's just put it this way. So I told Russ after we got done, I said, man, he came loaded with bear for bear. And he did. He has a bunch of facts and figures that you'll want to hear what he has to say. So that's coming on uh, a little later was a diamond and silk, right? They're going to be with us tomorrow. So uh, if you enjoy them, have enjoyed their uh, uh, YouTube videos and seen them on Fox and whatever, they will join our female uh, team with Shelly and Elizabeth and uh, talk with them here on uh, the show tomorrow. I believe, is it in the, the 4 or the 3 o'clock hour? Uh, do we know yet, uh, Russ, exactly? What uh, I don't at? know. Okay, we'll find out. I'm uh, just the producer of the show. Nobody yeah, tells know. me Nobody anything. tells you anything. Anyway, I told you all about Eric, man. I, you've been on that since the day before yesterday. We even sent it back to uh, the GOP, wanted a copy of the interview. We've already sent that back to him. Good job. You did wonderful on that, Russ. Appreciate it. But, yeah, so a lot of big guests this week. It's been uh, a lot of fun. Uh, doing the show this week, to say the least. You know, we didn't get to talk about this yesterday, and I, I kind of wanted to get into it, but didn't get the chance. And it deals with that camp out in New Mexico. Uh, those New Mexico compound suspects were on a violent mission, according to the prosecutors. The defense sees it differently. Of course they would. Uh, this happened out in Taos. Uh, the evidence was intended to paint a disturbing picture of a zealous family training for a violent mission against government institutions. Uh, the kids, those, those 11 kids there, this is out in the middle of the desert. Hardly anybody goes around where they were at. Uh, one kid was kidnapped by his father in Georgia. They believed the child was there at the compound. They're digging around. I think they found the bones now of a child out there, and there's uh, they killed this child, and uh, it's terrible. But uh, the the family have fled Georgia for a compound in New Mexico, where they trained their children in firearms use, according to testimony. In fact, when the police came up to this uh, uh, camp, uh, there was a, a child, a very young child, who was fully uh, uh, loaded. I mean, he had, had handguns, extra ammunition. 
His job was to shoot the cops if they came. And uh, they were being trained to carry out uh, attacks on schools. Um, The child died at his father's hand during a religious ritual intended to expel demons from his body. Eleven more malnourished children were later found on the property. The family believed that once the demons were gone, the boy would return as Jesus four months later and tell his family which institutions to get rid of, according to a witness that was there. Those who did not believe their message would be killed or detained until they believed, a teenager on the compound said. None of that makes them a present danger to the uh, community or to their children, a defense lawyer argued. Let me tell you what. When you start finding AR-15s that are fully automatic, when you find thousands of rounds of ammunition, when you find multiple handguns, lots of ammunition, I think you have a good case that they could be a threat to the community. Uh, so uh, they, this uh, lawyer says they were following religious rituals that might be viewed in a different light if they were white Christians. This is now the big argument from the left. If you're white and you're Christian, you know, everything is uh, bent in your favor. Evidently, they've not been reading the news because that's not the case. So after four hours of testimony, a judge sided with the defense. This is a a Democrat judge, and uh, she's let other people go. Uh, She let a guy who had killed somebody uh, get out uh, on, on bail. She ruled that the suspects were not shown to be a threat and allowed them unsecured bond. Quoting the judge, Sarah Backus, she said this, quote, what I've heard here today is troubling definitely. Troubling facts about numerous children, though as far from ideal circumstances and individuals who are living in a very unconventional way. Although if you have lived in northern New Mexico for any period of time, you are aware that many people here live in unconventional ways. The defendant and his relatives each face 11 counts of child abuse, and they have pleaded not guilty. Most troubling was evidence about the apparent death of a three-year-old. Remains of a young boy found on the compound are awaiting positive identification. But the judge said none of the evidence presented Monday told her anything about the surviving children who are in state custody away from the compound, except, you know, the uh, these kids said they were being given uh, training in how to shoot up a school. I would say that makes them a threat to the community as well. The state alleges there was a big plan afoot, but the state has not shown to my satisfactions as a judge by clear and convincing evidence that, in fact, that plan was. The state wants me to make a leap, and it's a large leap, 
and that would be to hold people in jail without bond based on, again, troubling facts. Isn't that what you do with possible criminals? Troubling facts? I mean, that's all you've got to go to base on. You haven't found them guilty of anything. So it is probable cause, yeah, I think is what they call tr- that. Troubling facts. But I didn't hear any plan that was being alleged by the state. Lawyers for the defendants calling the ruling a positive step for their clients in a case that could test the bounds of religious freedom in the justice system and the court of public opinion. The uh, defendants were taken into custody after an August 3rd raid on the compound early on. The local sheriff called the suspects extremists of the Muslim belief. He later said that his statement was based on their appearance and he did not intend to imply violence. The suspect's faith has been an undercurrent in the case ever since, one that came to the fore on on Monday's hearing, even though neither prosecutor nor witnesses explicitly referred to the defendant's Muslim faith. Quote, this was not a camping trip. This was not a simple homesteading, the kind that many people do in New Mexico, the prosecutor said. The evidence as a whole suggests that this family was on a mission. It was a violent one, and it was a dangerous one. Now, the guy that was the head of this family, Sirak Waha. Siraj Waha. Is that how it's pronounced? Okay. The lawyer said no one would bat an eye if the suspects were white Christians accused of shooting guns on their property or practicing their religion. But there was more than just that. See, I love that they he, just, he makes that statement as though it was just uh, some Muslims getting together and practicing their religion. No, the kids were malnourished. Evidently, one child is dead. The children admitted they were being taught how to shoot to go in and shoot up schools. Well, let me just, I've got uh, Jim Hansen, special, uh, you know, used to be Special Forces, a Fox uh, contributor, and he had this to say about the judge letting these uh, folks out on bail. There was a, a big plan of the, that the state hasn't shown to my satisfaction by convincing evidence what in fact that plan was. There's no reason for me to believe that these defendants um, um, have in the past shown themselves to be a danger to the community. A courthouse forced into lockdown over threats against that judge who ruled that these jihadi suspects are not a danger to the community and granted bail amid accusations they were training children to be terrorists and school shooters. Now one of the defendants is in ICE custody. Security Studies President Jim Hansen led secret counterterrorism operations serving in the U.S. Army. He uh, joins us right now live from D.C. Jim, good morning to you. Morning, Steve. Okay, so uh, these are the five who were arrested at that compound in New Mexico, uh, accused of teaching children to be school shooters, and the judge has said, okay, we're going to let them free on $20,000 bond because they are not a danger to the community. Did she get that right? 
She got it absolutely wrong, Steve. I don't know what you have to do to be considered a threat to the community when you're training kids to kill other kids, to commit terrorist acts. You have an active terror cell planning these attacks. You know, I mean, it's, it's an absurd thing to let them free on, on zero evidence that you know, there's not an attack. They said themselves they're doing it. There's a letter they sent to Wahaj's brother asking him to bring his guns and money and that right. Allah will protect him until he dies as a martyr. I'm sorry, that's a pretty good sign there's something underway. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, the kids apparently were taught to uh, kill teachers and police and corrupt institutions. Uh, but their defense attorney says, look, this is just a group of devout Muslims living out in the desert, exercising their Second Amendment rights. Yeah, and I think he should ask, you know, he's saying this wouldn't have happened if they were white Christians. He probably needs to check with David Koresh and the Branch Davidians how that whole peacefully exercising your Second Amendment in the desert with gun things worked out for them in Waco. Mm -hmm. They're all dead. It's not a question of them being black and Muslim. It's a question of them talking about, and the FBI talked to these kids, and the right. kids confirmed this is what was going on. So it's not a question of Islamophobia. It's not a question of some kind of bias against them. It's the facts in evidence saying this was a terror cell training to kill Americans, and we need to treat it like that. I think maybe the feds need to get involved with this if the local you know, police and, and the judge can't take care of it. All right, there you have it. Unbelievable. It's an active terror cell. It's very obvious. But you got uh, you know a, a judge that says, you didn't, didn't prove it to me. I don't know. I guess they would have had to shoot some people, Ross, kill some people. And then everybody would say, you know, maybe they're right. But I can't be sure. I mean, you know, white Christians go out and kill people all the time, and nobody thinks that's weird. <sighs> all right. Antifa, BLM. Yeah. I'm Somebody's got to die before they take them serious. I guess. All right. Applied. Well, people have died from these terror cells. The we've Democrats. Had, they've already done there. Yeah, Democrats, probably the first telltale side. All right, uh, applied research. Want you to know they got the clinical research studies going on. I'm just going to send you to their website. It's arcarkansas.com. Arcarkansas.com. Now, if you'll go to that website, it lists every one of their clinical research studies dealing with diabetic drugs, and, uh, atopic dermatitis. They've got acne studies, asthma studies, testosterone studies, overactive, overactive bladder, uh, kidney stones. These are all ongoing studies they got going right now. Uh, you go to arcarkansas.com. You can pull a drop-down box, and it'll tell you, uh, you know, what uh, kinds of things uh, you have to meet to be able to get into some of these studies and. You can try to. Now, understand that the drugs that you would be uh, using have gone through a, a battery of tests already, and they're in their last stages now of being tested to make sure they're ready to be put on market. So uh, give them a call and uh, see if you uh, can get into one of these studies, 7822 is the phone number, but I do believe the easiest way to do this is to go to arcarkansas.com. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. And again, we have an active terror cell. It uh, 
looks like an active terror cell. Uh, as, as you listen to Jim Hansen talk, uh, the children, when they were talked to and uh, basically interrogated, uh, were found to uh, say that they were out there in the desert, they were being taught how to shoot, and they were being taught how uh, to kill people at schools, uh, administration, other students, things of that nature. And yet this judge uh, has uh, sought fit to let them out on bond. You can go out on bond. Yeah, we'll let you out on bond. You, you're you not showing that you're any threat to the community uh, at all. Here, I'm going to play the... We got time to play that segment one more time. Do we got enough time? Yeah, let's get it in. Here's that segment on. A big plan that the state hasn't shown to my satisfaction by convincing others what in fact that plan was. There's no reason for me to believe that these defendants um, um, have in the past shown themselves to be a danger to the community. A courthouse forced into lockdown over threats against that judge who ruled that these jihadi suspects are not a danger to the community and granted bail amid accusations they were training children to be terrorists and school shooters. Now one of the defendants is in ICE custody. Security Studies President Jim Hansen led secret counterterrorism operations serving in the U.S. Army. He uh, joins us right now live from D.C. Jim, good morning to you. Morning, Steve. Okay, so uh, these are the five who were arrested at that compound in New Mexico, uh, accused of teaching children to be school shooters, and the judge has said, okay, we're going to let them free on $20,000 bond because they are not a danger to the community. Did she get that right? She got it absolutely wrong, Steve. I don't know what you have to do to be considered a threat to the community when you're training kids to kill other kids, to commit terrorist acts. You have an active terror cell planning these attacks. You know, I mean, it's, it's an absurd thing to let them free on, on zero evidence that, you know, there's not an attack. They said themselves they're doing it. There's a letter they sent to Wahaj's brother asking him to bring his guns and money and that right. Allah will protect him until he dies as a martyr. I'm sorry, that's a pretty good sign there's something underway. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, the kids apparently were taught to uh, kill teachers and police and corrupt institutions. Uh, but their defense attorney says, look, this is just a group of devout Muslims living out in the desert, exercising their Second Amendment rights. Yeah, and I think he should ask, you know, he's saying this wouldn't have happened if they were white Christians. He probably needs to check with David Koresh and the Branch Davidians how that whole peacefully exercising your Second Amendment in the desert with gun things worked out for them in Waco. Mm -hmm. They're all dead. It's not a question of them being black and Muslim. It's a question of them talking about, and the FBI talked to these kids, and the right. kids confirmed this is what was going on. So it's not a question of Islamophobia. It's not a question of some kind of bias against them. It's the facts in evidence saying this was a terror cell training to kill Americans, and we need to treat it like that. I think maybe the feds need to get involved with this if the local you know, police and, and the judge can't take care of it. All right. I mean, I'm right with you, Manson. Unbelievable with that judge. What do you got to do to prove that you're a threat? I guess kill somebody first. News is next. Let's get to it. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick's show. Did you hear what Como said last night? 
That was crazy. It's crazy. I, I mean, really, really is I crazy. I turn this garb off when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be nuts, and I'd be shooting this place up. No, don't say that. All right, here you go. Check. I just out. said it. What are they going to do? Yeah. They get it. I, I tell you, you can't be on my show. That wouldn't be good. Uh, anyway, Kumo, let me just read what he said last night. He was out. He was speaking to crowd, and declared. Well, this was this morning. Evidently, he was talking to people. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo may have just handed Republicans a ready-made campaign ad for his rumored 2020 president uh, presidential bid by declaring Wednesday that America quote was never that great. Unquote. The Democratic star made the uh, seemingly offhand remark as part of his rebuke of President Trump's Make America Great Again slogan during a New York speech. The line drew gasps from the crowd. I don't have the uh, audio here that I can give to Russ, but I've listened to this, and you can hear the people and the Democrats, all right? They're not Republicans. They all go, what? Yeah, you know, they're just beside themselves by what he said. Yeah, Kumo said, we're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. His words. And uh, when he said this, it was an awkward blend of gasps from the audience. He says, we've never, ever been uh, great and uh, that line has now been rippling all over social media Um, why he said it I have no idea Uh, for months he's been positioning himself as one of the greatest gubernatorial foes of the Trump White House He also is facing a primary challenge from the left from actress and activist uh, Cynthia Nixon. She was uh, one of the actresses on Sex and City. Nixon has made a number of controversial statements. I mean, if you're running for governor in New York, uh, you got some fish to shoot in the barrel for both of these candidates. Nixon has called ICE a terrorist organization has claimed Kumo is shifting to the left uh, in response to her candidacy. Called uh, It's called the Cynthia effect. Since I got in the race, Kumo has moved left not only on marijuana, climate change, teacher evaluations, restoring voter voting rights to felons, and banning plastic bags. I'm sure the plastic bags, Russ, has to do with straws, okay? I'm I'm sure that somehow is all tied. To, you know the newest thing? They're There's talking? a small white powder in the bottom of the plastic bag. Yeah, maybe. Check this out. You know what the, the newest thing that they're going after? Balloons. Balloons. Brother, that's uh, waking me up to a bunch of drug mules. I'm just saying. Balloons. Straws. Plastic bags. It's incredible. 
I tried to stretch a balloon over my head once to suffocate myself, but it wouldn't go there. <laughs> you got a big head, bud. It's not easy to do. I you said it. I didn't. I mean, it, I I doubt if I could get a balloon over my head. I'm not Mandel, you know. Oh, that's a surgeon's glove that he, he Howie Mandel does. He puts a surgeon's glove over his head. But yeah, I just don't. Um, that I mean, that's ready made. I mean, I can I can see right now the guy that's the Republican running for the governorship in uh, New York. He's got like five people sitting in a writer's room, and they're just using that uh, America was never great line to put together a whole bunch of uh, ads for the when they when they fire it up after Labor Day. What a dumb thing to say! America was never great. No, we were never great at all. We never have. We haven't done anything good except win World War Two and a whole lot of other stuff that we've done. Unbelievable. But that's that's to be understood from uh, Kumo. An Arizona father decided to take care of a situation his own way when he killed a man who attempted to enter a bathroom stall that his daughter was in. Melvin Harris III faces a second-degree murder charge in the beating death of Leon Levon Armstrong. Harris was taken into custody earlier this month after the deadly encounter at a quick-trip convenience store in Phoenix involving his 16-year-old daughter. The 40-year-old man was waiting in the parking lot to pick up his daughter and two friends when Armstrong approached him asking for money. Harris gave him some change, and Armstrong went into the store. Harris's daughter came out of the store and told her father that a man had tried to enter her bathroom stall by violently shaking the door. She said she told the employees who alerted the security guard. She then identified Armstrong as the alleged harasser when she spotted him walking out of the store. Possibly thinking not enough was being done, Harris approached the security guard and told him to take care of the situation or I'll take care of it myself. The guard said the incident was being handled. Of course, next question was how was it being handled? The protective father, however, confronted Armstrong about the incident and then attacked him. Witnesses told police Harris repeatedly stomped, punched, and kicked the man. Harris then fled the scene. Armstrong was taken to the hospital where he later died. He suffered brain swelling, a nasal fracture, and loss of oxygen. Harris was arrested at his home. He later admitted he struck Armstrong in the face but claims he didn't throw the first punch. He also denied hitting Armstrong when he was on the ground. Harris's fiance, Diana Jackson, told uh, azfamily.com, that's the Arizona paper website, that Harris was protecting his daughter. Quote, I'm not mad at him. I don't feel like he did anything wrong. I love him. He did what he was supposed to do for our kid. 
You can't tell someone they're wrong for protecting their children. I would have done the same thing. I don't feel bad at all for his actions. I feel bad that the man ended up dying in the process. Yeah, on that, I do. Jackson said it's unfair her fiancé is being treated like a criminal for protecting his child. Armstrong reportedly also had a criminal history that included shoplifting, trespassing, and obstructing justice. So there you um, you have it, uh, what happened there. But I'm surprised this hasn't happened more times. We've had guys that have been uh, taken down at uh, Walmart. There's a there's one part of a, a Walmart uh, story that's out. You may have seen it uh, of a man who was taking pictures up of uh, young girls' dresses, and uh, he was taking pictures up one girl's dress, and the father happened to be there and grabbed a guy and slung him down to the the floor and. Uh, I, I gotta tell you, the guy with the camera was lucky because, uh, security got there in time to pull the father off of the guy. And more and more of this is going to happen with these perverts out there doing this kind of stuff. I mean, what, what would you do if your daughter came out of the, the, uh, bathroom, the girl's bathroom and said there was a man in there had been shaken the door and trying to get into the stall that she was using. Would you just stand out there? Would you, would you go looking for security? I can tell you, I wouldn't, I'd be storming into the bathroom to find the guy who did it. I think I would give him, you know, some, uh, some knuckle justice very quickly. A two, three Oh nine, six, five phone lines open to you. Eight two three oh nine six five. Um. Oh, that New Mexico judge probably would have said that that guy wasn't any threat to the community, and if he had been arrested, would have had him uh, out on parole. All right, it's a quarter till three. Let's take a break. Don't forget three o'clock. Got an interview with Eric Trump right here on the Dave Ellswick show. Okay, the computer locked up on you. I could see. You know, I said. Oh, there we go. All right, so uh, Chelsea Clinton is in the news. By the way, I'm going to play some audio by her. Check out how much she sounds like her mother now. Whether you kind of fundamentally care about reproductive rights and access, right, because, again, these are not the same thing. Um, If you care about social justice or economic justice, um, agency, you, you have to care about this, right? It is not a disconnected fact to... Justice T-shirt of 1973, that American women entering the labor force from 1970 to 2009 added $3.5 trillion to our economy, right? Like the net new entrance of women. That is not disconnected from the fact that Roe became the law of the land in January of 1973. So I think whatever it is that this people is say they care about, really I think you can this, connect this to this issue. Of course, I would hope that they would care about our equal rights and dignity to make our own choices. Um, but if that is not sufficiently persuasive, um, hopefully kind of some of these other arguments that you're hearing expressed so beautifully will be. Wow. 
You know, it's really important that Roe v. Wade was made law because during that time we had all those abortions and those women could get into the labor force because of that. And uh, it was worth trillions of dollars uh, to, uh, you know, our economy. That, my friends, is pretty doggone disgusting. That tells you it wasn't for the life of the mother, anything like that, or, uh, you know, rape or incest. It was plain old birth control, killing a, some, you know, a, a living human being was okay because doggone it meant that the lady, uh, these, this lady, these ladies could make money and, uh, they helped the nation's economy. So good thing that they they went out there and and did their due diligence. It's that kind of thought process that has done a lot in destroying the morality of America. And by destroying that morality has destroyed what makes America great. I mean, America has been great. Having problems now when you got people who think like Chelsea Clinton thinks. But wasn't that kind of, isn't that really weird? I mean, you listen to her. Sounds like her mom, doesn't she? I mean, that. That almost, was a little scary. I mean, they're they're almost spitting images of each other when they're talking. That that was scary, and they think the same way too. That's the other thing that's scary. Just thank all of you who are a lot younger than me. You got another maybe forty, fifty years of Chelsea Clinton now that you got to deal with. Hillary's going to be gone in another twenty, maybe. Give her that long. But uh, Chelsea's still young. She's going to be around for a long, long time. That's nothing to look forward to when you listen to that kind of logic. And, you know, we've listened to all these great things that were said uh, today. Ah, so wonderful, wonderful words about Roe v. Wade. And they're not even talking Uh, about a lot of the typical things that are talked about when you talk about abortion and the the pro-choice people, they're talking about, look what this did. It unleashed trillions of dollars for their lifestyles, which just goes to show what we've been saying on the pro-life side for years has always been true. They've denied it, denied it, denied it, but now they embrace it. You know, it uh, let us, it wasn't about, you know, lives were in danger to have a baby or whatever. It was all about we can't go out and make the money we want to make. You know, it's pretty clear. Wasn't anything uh, strange about what she was saying there, wasn't, and there was no, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors in what she was talking about. It's just exactly what she said. And it was all about the money, all about the dollars. That's what it was, the dollars. All right, so 
what was what do you think the biggest headline was on Drudge last night, Russ? Because the the elections last night, I didn't hear anything that was really surprising. But the 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 biggest headline of the night was trans wins in Vermont. Vermont Democrat Christine Hallquist made election history as the first transgender woman ever to win a major party primary race for governor. Uh, There's a picture here of her talking to reporters after winning the primary during her victory speech at the primary party for the Democratic candidate for governor at the Skinny Pancake on Tuesday night. Vermont Democrats made history by nominating Christine Hallquist as the first transgender individual to be a major party candidate for governor. Meanwhile, preliminary results showed that Governor Phil Scott survived a challenge animated by his former Republican allies in the guns rights movement. The uh, general election matchup pits Hallquist, a former utility executive, who has never held statewide elective office against Scott, a former construction company owner seeking a second term. I'm going to tell you why we're going to win in November, said Hallquist, holding a clipboard as as he, she, uh, addressed a cheering crowd of supporters at the Skinny Pancake Restaurant in Burlington because nobody... Nothing is impossible when you're on the side of justice. Governor Phil Scott uh, thanks his supporters. Uh, Hallquist's campaign platform is built on her. I can't do this. I cannot. This guy hasn't had an operation or anything. I'm not going to call him a her. Uh, Is built on his 13 years as the CEO of Vermont Electric Cooperative where he says he proved it's possible to address address climate change without raising costs. He has pitched a plan to connect every Vermont home and business with high-speed Internet access by relying on electric utilities to string fiber optic cable. It's going to take a lot of work to get to every town in Vermont, he said, and it's going to take twice the amount of work to knock on every door in Vermont, because there's a lot of areas of Vermont that we don't have internet to. So, uh, bottom line, that was the big, you see, that's what's wrong, even with Drudge, all right, in that the big story was a transgendered individual won a primary. I, I don't see that as the number one story for the election that night. And then All we right. wake up to Masterpiece Cakes again. Oh, yeah. He's been under attack again. I'll read that to you next hour. But in the first half hour, of the 3 o'clock hour, uh, welcome with me, Eric Trump. He'll be joining us here coming up after the news on the Dave Ellswick Show. Guest with us right now, Eric Trump. And it's great day, Eric. You know, we do, uh, we do do quite a few of them, but it's good to, uh, it's good to be on with you, Dave. Well, this is going to be fun. I, I got a lot of questions for you. See, see how many questions I can get in in about 12 minutes here. So here we go. Let's start off with last night. Pretty good night for the Republican Party and a great night for your father. 
Yeah, I think it was. And um, listen, I think, you know, my father so far in terms of the, um, you know, special elections has been five for five. Um, you know, last week he was, uh, you know, eight for nine in terms of people, you know, including the Republican primaries, uh, people he, in, he endorsed. And he's doing great. I mean, this country is doing great. You have the best economy the country's ever had. You've got 4.1% GDP growth, which is absolutely off the charts. You have the lowest unemployment in the history of our nation, right? 3.9%, lowest African-American unemployment, lowest uh, Hispanic unemployment, lowest female unemployment, um, you know, in, again, in history, got the greatest tax cut um, in the history of our nation. I mean, the stock markets are on fire, 401ks are on fire. Um, this country, by every metric, Dave, is doing uh, incredibly well. And, um, you know, people are really happy and people are enthused and jobs are coming back to our nation. Manufacturing is coming back to our nation. I mean, the, the, the country's back and people are seeing that and they're going out and they're voting because they're happy with the results. You know, I'm really uh, still caught off guard by how the media, and I guess I shouldn't be since it's the media, but the media continues to uh, downplay the economy and upplay this blue wave. I keep telling my listeners the blue wave is nothing more than a ripple on the puddle because people vote their, their wallets and people are happier right now than they have been in a long time in this country. You know, this is the first year, Dave, where, where wages have risen in 16 years, right? Wages have gone up roughly 3.1% uh, this year, and it's the first time. Wages have been stagnant for the last 16 years until this year where they, they raised, you know, roughly 3%. The media won't even talk about that. They want to talk about Omarosa, who's, you know, on a book tour trying to sell and hawk a product, right, and come up with sensational nonsense. You know, they'll spend all night talking about that. They'll all, you know, spend night, you know, time talking about collusion, which never existed. They'll talk about all these other things. And they never talk about that, how, you know, more people in this job in this country have jobs than ever before, that more people in this country are off of, you know, food stamps and, you know, um, off of welfare uh, than ever before, that we're doing better, that we have four trillion extra dollars in, you know, our nation's economy because of you know, everything my father's done that, you know, again, people's 401ks have gone up by 30 percent. Uh, you know, since Election Day, you know, they, they ignore all these facts, you know, and, and they sit there and they talk about nonsense every single night. And Americans are smarter than they see it. They see it when they open up their bank accounts. They see it when, you know, they see their checks, you know, from their work and they're higher because they're paying lower taxes, you know, than ever before. I mean, people are really, really smart and they can read through the nonsense. And it's a, you know, it's a shame. I mean, it's a shame that they dislike him that much that they can't be honest and, you know, they can't be truthful. And but it is what we have to deal with. And, uh, you know, I think he's a pretty effective person at uh, getting his own message out there, which is why they hate him using Twitter and, you know, social media. But um, we're winning. And uh, they never thought he would be there. You'll remember the New York Times, Dave, you know, gave him a 1.9 percent chance of winning the day of the mm -hmm. election. And they continue to double down and double down and double down. And, uh, you know, they're going to get it wrong again. Yeah, they're going to get. I think they're going to get that, uh, really, really wrong. I think we'll hold the House. I think we'll gain maybe as many as five seats in the Senate, and then we can see some real change begin in this nation. I mean, uh, I'm excited about that. Really excited about that. Uh, how how are things going uh, for the Kavanaugh uh, nomination? Is the president happy with the way that's moving along? He is, and um, and listen, I think uh, for, first of all, he's uh, a brilliant man, and um, you know, Gorsuch was such a great pick, as 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 you know, and as everybody's seen. I think this is going to be an equally good pick, and um, you know, many people have come out. I think you know, I think on the Republican side, I think it's going to be unanimous, and I think you're going to pick up um, you know a number of Democrats. So I you know, I really do think he um, he gets through, and 
You know, to me, the Supreme Court is, is, is truly the most important thing. It's the institution which mm-hmm. guides our future for so many years. And, um, you know, it's, it's nice to see, you know, somebody like Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, who can literally be on the Supreme Court for 30 years, for 35 years. Um, you know, they're in the prime of their careers right now, and, and, and they, have the, they have the tenure. And, you know, that's transformational, um, you know, for our nation. And um, they're just very solid um, human beings. So, I, you know, I, I do think it goes through. Joining us, our special guest, if that voice sounds familiar, it should. It's Eric Trump. He has joined us uh, for a few moments today to talk a little bit about the midterms, talk about the president's agenda. Let's go back and talk a little bit about the midterms as they come up in November here in Arkansas in District 2. we got an interesting race going on between our Republican uh, uh, French Hill and then uh, Clark Hill, the Democratic cha- uh, challenger. You know, Clark or Tucker, pardon me, it's, uh, it's Tucker, Clark Tucker. I said Hill. I got Hill on on my brain. But when you look at what Tucker's doing, he can't even answer questions about uh, immigration. He says, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't think that's the kind of people that we want in uh, office, number one. And number two, I don't want to add any minions uh, to a possible Nancy Pelosi chairmanship. Do you? Well, clearly not. And, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. I, you know, it's, it's, um, you, you have nice people on both sides of the aisle and you have terrible people on both sides of the aisle, you know, but if you look at the Democrats right now and kind of, you know, their, what they stand for, it, it, it's, it's really not much. I mean, over the last three weeks, if you really break down their message, it's, it's simple. Let's reverse the tax cuts, right? The greatest tax cuts in the history of our nation, which has caused 4.1% GDP growth, right? The fastest economy growth that you know, we've, we've arguably ever had, or at least one of the very, um, the best we've ever had. Let's raise taxes so we totally, you know, stop the economy from growing the way it is. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know who would vote for that. Uh, let's abolish ICE. Let's attack law enforcement. Um, and let's, um, you know, hinder all progress. I mean, you know, let, let's be obstructionist. Let's, you know, if, if Trump wants to go right, let's go left. If he wants to go up, let's go down, no matter what the subject, you know, happens to be. And I don't think that's a winning message, Dave. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's people are seeing great progress. People are seeing great things happen. You know, uh, jobs are coming back to this country the fastest that they've ever come back. Um, you'll remember between, you know, 2001 and 2016, we lost 70,000 factories in this country, 70,000. I wouldn't have guessed we had 70,000, but we lost 70,000 factories after Bill Clinton signed NAFTA. You know, Obama comes out afterward and said there's no magic pill to getting, um, you know, uh, factories back and manufacturing back to the United States. It's just not going to happen. You know, we've lost it and it's not coming back. You know, now all of a sudden you see my father bringing it back. You know, companies are coming back to this nation. We're no longer being ripped off by China and the EU and every other country around the world. You know, manufacturing is coming back. America is making things again. And why wouldn't these people get on that bandwagon? Why wouldn't they Why wouldn't they try and help? And instead, it's let's abolish ICE, let's attack law enforcement, let's raise taxes. I mean, these are the, the, the very things that got this country into the problems that, that it had, um, that we're fastly you know, getting out of. And um, I, I just don't think that's a winning message. I don't think it will be for, for Tucker. I don't think it will be for any other Democrat. I think Nancy Pelosi, I think people are universally scared of her um, on both sides of the aisle. Um, again, including all Democrats. You know, most Democrats don't like her. Um, you know, I, I just don't think they have a winning 
a winning positive message. I really don't. Well, the reason they're fighting against your father's tax cuts and they're fighting against uh, an economy that's on fire, it's very simple. Yesterday, Gallup came out with a a recent poll that showed 57% of Democrats like socialism. So it goes to show that they're going to go towards socialism programs. And that's not a good thing. Your father's a capitalist. That's a great thing. Yeah, and you see how well socialism is, uh, you know, working out for every other country around the world. Look at Venezuela right now, and and, and what's happening there. I mean, it is it is it is heart wrenching. Um, you know, I mean, the country has effectively collapsed, as you know better, mm-hmm. um, you know, than anybody. And you know, you you have all these people who come out with these grandiose ideas. We're going to give this. We're going to give that. You know, the problem is who's going to pay for it, right? I mean, some of their proposals will cost trillions and trillions of dollars a year. I mean, you you'll be able to do it for a six month period of time before the country is bankrupt. You you can't. You can't do it, and they're never willing to ask that question. You know, it's it's, it's very nice to be able to go out there and, and, and say all these wonderful things until you ask a question of how can you pay for it, who's going to pay for it. Um, there's not enough money to pay for them. And so, um, you know, I mean, it's just destructive to the nation, whereas you do the reciprocal, which is you allow, you know, companies to go in, prosper, you reduce taxes, you allow people to invest in themselves, you allow them to invest in their livelihoods, their companies, you know, it, it's... You know, that rises all boats. And you've seen that again. You know, we have about $4 trillion more in our nation's economy today than we did, you know, roughly 20 20, um, months ago when my father became, you know, commander in chief of this nation. And, you know, $4 trillion is, is, I mean, that's that's an unthinkable amount of money. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a truly unthinkable amount of money. And that's just an incredible thing for our nation. And, it allows you to rebuild the military. It allows you to support our veterans. It allows you to fix education. It allows you to fight the opioid crisis. I mean, it it gives you so many tools that, you know, this country otherwise needs, whereas, you know, asking for free handouts and, uh, you know, it, and, 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 and expecting that, you know, there's a magic pot of money that somehow, you know, exists, which there isn't, that's, that's the wrong way to approach things. And, you know, socialism doesn't work. You're seeing that in Venezuela. You're seeing that in all these other countries. And, um, you know, it's just a very, very dangerous proposition. Last question for you. Uh, as far as your father's agenda, as far as what the president is looking to do, he's fighting all of these other little fires that the media keeps bringing up. Uh, as far as the big issues go, what is he looking at to keep in front of the American people? You know, the economy, you know, absolutely the economy. He's always run on that. I mean, he's, you know, my father's, um, First of all, he's the greatest guy in the world. He's truly my best friend. Um, he's just an amazing talent. He's got more energy than any person I've ever met. He's a fighter. Um, he'll always be a fighter. That's certainly ingrained in him. Um, but he's, you know, also very simple in the fact that, you know, he cares about a few things and, and just deeply cares about those things. We have to have the strongest economy of any country in the world. Uh, we have to have the best jobs. We have to have the best manufacturing. We have to have the lowest unemployment. Um, you know, the happiness. Um, of society is incredibly important. Education is an issue that is incredibly important to him. Uh, military, um, you know, he is, you know, the largest military spending in the history of our nation. I mean, you literally had, you know, war jets that couldn't, you know, that couldn't fly. They didn't have parts. They were broken down. They they were in pieces. You had shifts, you know, that that, that were that were obsolete and, um, you know, couldn't be deployed. You had our troops, which hadn't had a raise in in, in ten years. I mean. You know, we had a military that was crumbling for all intents and purposes, and you know he's invested so much money in that, the largest military spending, you know, in the history of our country to bring it all back mm-hmm. to get the best gear. And 
um, you know, protection of our vets, right? Our, our vets were so poorly treated for such a long time. You had 22, you know, veterans commit suicide every single day. Um, you know, that's unacceptable to him and, you know, by every metric. Um, you know, you want to see wages rise in this country. Again, they hadn't risen in 16 years, you know, until this year when they went up, you know, roughly 3.1%. And listen, I could go on and on, you know, the protecting law enforcement. I mean, law enforcement by a certain group in this country has been demonized and demonized and demonized. And I mean, you know, they're the people that keep our communities safe. Um, you know, that has to end. And and so much more, right? Immigration is obviously a big issue for him. But, um, you know, these are things he's focused on. And uh, the man is a fighter. And, um, you know, he's incredibly practical. He's doing an incredible job. And I'm really proud of him, Dave. Uh, I'm really, really proud of him. He's uh, doing a great job for our nation. That's very obvious. And rightly, you should be. I will pass on one observation from a, from an old fart like me. And, and that is that when I was in the military, I was under Carter. And what Carter did to the military, you know, Obama did even more so to the military when they when he hollowed it out. And then there was this president that came up after Carter that uh, turned everything around by the name of Reagan. And I was under him for half of my military career. And I can just say this, I, the similarities between Reagan after Carter and your father after Obama is just unbelievable and uh, you ever get a chance tell them there's a talk show host in, in little rock arkansas says keep up the great work mr president thank, thank you dave i'll uh, i'll definitely mention that to him and uh i'm proud of him and listen he's making america great again that's that's what he promised he would do and he's doing it and um you watch what happens in these midterms and you would watch what happens in uh in 2020 and we uh we won't let you down and we appreciate the friendship all right Eric Trump, thank you so much. Go out and do a few more interviews and then uh, put your feet up. We'll talk to you when you come around again. Can't wait. All right. Take Bye-bye care. now. It was a great interview with uh, Eric Trump. We appreciate him uh, giving us the time and uh, sitting down and talking to us for about 15 minutes. It was supposed to be about a 10-minute interview. He went a little longer with us uh, than we asked, and it was great to be able to sit and talk to him. He made a, a lot of the points that I think that everybody needs to keep in mind. I believe that when people go in to cast your ballots uh, this year in a lot of these races, unless it's heavily Democratic, uh, people are going to vote for the people who are going to stand with the president because they're going to vote their pocketbook. Uh, with the economy moving the way it is, with people being able to go on uh, vacations, People being able to buy, uh, you know, some new clothes for their kid. Uh, they're going to vote for the, the guy who's making that happen. And uh, so you vote for the president and you vote for the people who are going to work with the president. That's why I think that uh, French Hill wins. I mean, uh, you got uh, Tucker out there, Clark Tucker. And, and Clark Tucker is a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. I've had him on my show before during uh, the last general legislative uh, session. We had him on a couple of times and uh, he's an all right cat. But uh, in fact, he had one piece of legislation up. I think it had to do with FOIA uh, that I, I agreed wholeheartedly with him about what he was trying to do. And we brought him on to talk about it. I do. I, well, now that I think about it, I don't know if it passed or not. But uh, he will vote, you know, part and parcel, hand in hand with whoever is the uh, the the uh, 
the majority or minority leader uh, of the Democratic Party. He's not going to split from them. He'll he'll support them, and I'll tell you why he'll do that. If he wants to get anything that he wants to get through uh, as a uh, representative, as a congressman, uh, he'll play ball with the leadership. It's the way it works. And uh, so he'll be bent to the left. Now, he's already a liberal. They'll, they'll bend him even more. He'll tell you they won't, but he they will. Notice that he doesn't speak about anything that he really believes in in his ads, Tucker. Uh, he the only other the only ad that I've seen recently from him is one where he says, "I went to Central High School. I've lived in uh, Arkansas all my life." Blah 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 blah. As though that makes it. You know, just you need to vote for this guy. You don't vote for him just because they grew up, you know, just because his his mom and dad decided to have a, a family in Arkansas and he stuck around. What are you going to do to help Arkansas? That's the question. What are you going to do to keep this economy moving forward? Those are the things that uh, you got to keep in mind about who you're going to vote for. Um I hope to have uh, French Hill on coming up uh, in uh, a few weeks when I'm in D.C. He'll be in D.C. at that time. We're going to try to get him to come over and visit with us at Hold Their Feet to the Fire. We already know that John Bozeman will do that. Uh, I'll get in my uh, my uh, phone call to Carolyn, uh, his his PR person, uh, to see if we can get that set up, as well as uh, the PR people from uh, Senator Cotton's office, try to get them on. Uh, don't forget tomorrow we got some other big guests coming up. Uh, got uh, the two uh, uh, black ladies who are the comedians that are on YouTube, and you see them on Fox. Uh, they're going to be on uh, coming up tomorrow, and you won't want to miss them either. I'm not sure exactly what time uh, they're going to be on. Um, Three thirty is what you're coming on. Okay, Elizabeth told you. She call you. No, I knew this the whole time. Oh, you knew it all the time. You just no, keep, I didn't. You yeah, keep it. You just keeping keeping me in the in the in the dark. You know, like a mushroom, bro. <laughs> anyway, she'll be uh, she'll be on with Shelley, and uh, that'll be their special guest at three thirty. I probably will just go ahead and just step out of the uh, the studio at that time. Let Elizabeth take over the controls for a half hour here on. Uh, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. It is the, you know, female, you know, power panel. So maybe the less testosterone here, the better, huh? I don't know. All right. So uh, we're going to get we got uh, we've got uh, what news coming up here in about fifty seconds. When we come back, uh, we, weird things going on in uh, Kansas, the Kansas City area. Gender neutral west restrooms now. They're the only option, they say, at these new public schools. Now, they got other options than just this option. But uh, let me just quote from Melanie Austin. I think this is great. You just don't know what gender a kid might identify as. This helps everyone to feel comfortable and accepted. Let's talk about that when we come back. <laughs> I, I look over, Russ is going crazy. In the other room. All right. News is next, and we're back 
we got more to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. For a career change, and you're looking for a way to work your way up to, you know, the ladder with a good company. If you enjoy working outdoors, you enjoy working with your hands, that PI Roofing is expanding. PI Roofing and Home Solutions expanding their operations department to better serve their customers as they grow. You can go and build your future with them. PI Roofing and Home Solution has uh, career opportunities in their commercial roofing and service division, residential roofing and service division, and their home solutions division. Make a difference with a great company. Climb your ladder to success with PI Roofing. It's piroofing.com. Apply at piroofing.com or call them 501 501- 707-3551. It's 501-707-3551. And uh, I can tell you this, Joel Johnson, Veronica Johnson, the owners over at PI Roofing are good people. Uh, they take good care of their people that work for them, and they're hiring. You should get your resume in as quickly as you possibly can. All right, so story today that uh, is out there and i promised you we'd get into the colorado story and we still will the guy that makes cakes out in colorado is under attack again by the state a handful of schools in the kansas city area have now abandoned the traditional bathroom design and will offer students gender neutral restrooms this school year with boys and girls using stalls adjacent to one another. Now, uh, I'll go through this whole story. The one thing that this story does not say is whether the school uh, board and the school system even warned parents that this was going to happen. The wall outside the restroom features boys and girls symbols. It is being offered at two new elementary schools and at a renovated uh, high school so they're doing the renovated restrooms there as well melanie austin who i quoted before we went to break because i still can't believe she said what she said i think it's great uh you just don't know what gender a kid might identify as this helps everyone to feel comfortable and accept it spoken like a true nut job The inside of the bathrooms look different than traditional stalls seen at schools, restaurants, and stores. Each stall. Now, think about this, Russ. I I can see problems coming already. It says, uh, each stall is an individual room with floor-to-ceiling walls and a lockable door. Boys and girls wash their hands at the same sink in a common area, allowing the teachers to stand in the common area and monitor students. Students said they like these restrooms because they are more private. Rochelle Daniels, executive director of organizational development, told the uh, Kansas City Star newspaper, The uh, gender-neutral restrooms are featured at Rising Hill Elementary, Northview Elementary, and at North Kansas City High School. They're also opening at the Eastgate and Gateway 6th grade centers, the newspaper reported. 
Some people hope this is the solution to the transgender bathroom debate. No, the, the, the solution to the trans, transgender bathroom debate is people to get some common sense and know there are boys and there are girls. That people that identify as different sexes or no sex at all need psychiatric help. Uh, on the newspaper's Facebook page, readers were critical saying it will spark new problems. Quote, as a retired high school teacher, you never allow students into an area where they can completely lock authorities from access. The locked rooms will become places where kids can have uh, a cigarette or smoke other things, have sex without the interference of authorities. As for smoking drugs, if they can prove it, flush it, they're scot-free. Another reader, Peter Bergener, wrote, how can basic biology, uh, biology, biology be so misunderstood, turned on its head by a whole city? Hey, people, you don't get to choose your gender. Science tells you what it is. Note how the article is written to make this appear normal. Fight back. Don't let this happen to your community. Still another reader, and I had a little bit of a little tongue-in-cheek in this, which I have to laugh at. Still another reader had more practical concerns. you like this, Russ. Here we go. I feel sorry for the girls. Boys have bad aim. <laughs> That's good. That's true. I think uh, most of us guys would kind of admit to that. Uh, boys have bad aim. So uh, that's that's happening in Kansas City. Here's some of the uh, statements from the paper. Kansas, you have lost your mind. Uh, the entire country has lost its mind, in fact. One has to wonder if a nation that has gone this far off the rails, can it ever be salvaged? Just one more of a thousand reasons to get your kids the hell out of these government-run indoctrination centers called public schools. And then last but not least, wonder if the KC school board and the principals informed the parents or asked for feedback before the new bathrooms were installed. Bet not. Then I would bet that too. Bet that that wasn't something that the uh, school considered at all. Don't forget about Sunny. Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. Uh, they are there, as you heard Sunny yesterday, RD talking about, you know, depend, you know, whatever kind of part you need for your automobile, they can get it for you. It's not just their salvage yards. It's thousands of salvage yards hooked together uh, by computers so they can find what it is that you need. Uh, might take them a day or two, but they'll find it for you have it shipped here, uh, they'll give you the same guarantee and standard warranties from, for the part from any of the salvage yards that they, uh, they use. Uh, they also will give those parts to any garage that you use, uh, as long as RD can talk to them and make sure they're going to follow proper procedures when they put it in and uh, make sure that it gets into your car and you save the money that you normally would save by using Sunny's Auto Salvage. It's Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. Phone number there, 
982-7451. Call R.D. and his crew at 982-7451. You know, when it comes to uh, Social Security, were you aware that there is just a ton of rules? I mean, you're talking 567 different ways to claim your Social Security benefits. 2,700 rules or a little bit more uh, in the Social Security handbook. Make matters worse, the government tells the Social Security Administration they're actually forbidden to offer you any kind of personalized advice. So you're totally on your own. It's no wonder why as much as $10 billion in benefits go unclaimed every year. You don't want to be one of those $10 billion dollars uh learn how you could wring every nickel out of your social security benefits in the up-to-date 2018 guide to social security it's from david lucas host of the david lucas show right here at 1011 the answer to get your free 2018 guide to social security be one of the first 10 callers right now at 501-653-6690 You don't want to leave thousands of dollars on the table during your retirement. Get back every nickel that's rightfully yours. Call 501-653-6690 or visit davidlucasfinancial.com. All right, I told you I'd bring you up to date on the uh, what was going on in Colorado with that baker again. Uh, The gentleman, Jack Phillips, who the Supreme Court uh, kind of pulled his bacon out of the fire because he would not build or uh, would not bake a cake for a same-sex couple. Uh, now, the uh, Colorado is looking to punish him again, and the folks from the Alliance Defending Freedom is fighting back. Although the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in June that Colorado cannot treat cake artist Jack Phillips differently than others, state officials have continued to do just that in response to a more recent complaint filed against him. Alliance Defending Freedom Attorneys representing Phillips and his cake shop filed a federal lawsuit late yesterday against those officials for doubling down on their anti-religious hostility. On June 26th, the same day that the Supreme Court agreed to take up Masterpiece Cake Shop versus Colorado Civil Rights Commission, an attorney asked Phillips to create a cake designed pink on the inside and blue on the outside, which uh, the attorney said, was to celebrate a gender transition from male to female. Phillips declined the request because the custom cake would have expressed messages about sex and gender identity that conflict with his religious beliefs. Less than a month after the Supreme Court ruled for Phillips in his first case, the state surprised him by finding probable cause to believe that Colorado law requires him to create the requested gender transition cake. The uh, state of Colorado is ignoring the message of the U.S. Supreme Court by continuing to single out Jack for punishment and to exhibit hostility toward his religious beliefs. That, according to ADF 
Senior Vice President of U.S. Legal Division, Kristen Wagoner, who's been on this show many times. Even though Jack serves all customers and simply declines to create custom cakes that express messages or celebrates events in violation of his deeply held beliefs, the government is intent on destroying him, something the Supreme Court has already told it not to do. Neither Jack nor any other uh, creative professional should be targeted by the government for living consistently with their religious beliefs. As the new lawsuit explains, the Constitution stands as a bulwark against state officials who target people and seek to ruin their lives because the government's anti-religious animus. For over six years now, Colorado has been on a crusade to crush this plaintiff because it's official. The the officials, despite what uh, he believes and how he practices his faith, uh, after Phillips defended himself all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court and won, he thought Colorado's hostility towards his faith was over. He was wrong. Colorado has renewed its war against him by embarking on another attempt to prosecute him in direct conflict with the Supreme Court's ruling in his favor. This lawsuit is necessary to stop Colorado's continuing persecution of Phillips. In the case that Jack won before the uh, Supreme Court, the state admitted that cake artists, including Jack, are free to decline to create custom cakes with a specific design that they will not make for, for anyone. That includes orders for wedding cakes that feature a symbol of gay pride, cakes that uh, contain pro-gay designs or inscriptions, or cakes with images opposing same-sex marriage. Although the state has repeatedly found no probable cause in other cases where cake artists refused to create custom cakes, the state treated Jack differently when he declined a request for an expressive cake celebrating the idea that sex the status of being male or female, can be chosen and changed, and then it is determined by perceptions and feelings. The arbitrary basis on which the state is applying its law makes clear that its officials are targeting Jack because they despise his religious beliefs and practices. That according to ADF Senior Counsel Jim Campbell. Jack shouldn't have to fear government hostility when he opens his shop for business each day. We're asking the court to put a stop to that. ADF attorneys filed the lawsuit, Masterpiece Cake Shop versus Alinus, in the U.S. District Court for the District of Colorado. I mean, this is this is the exactly the same for you know the other. The other was about same-sex marriage. This is about changing your genders. Uh, you can't change your genders. You're either a man or a woman, and uh, God has designed it that way, and that's the way Mr. Phillips feels because of his religious beliefs. So, um, yeah, Colorado's going to cost their uh, taxpayers more money because they're going to have to spend whatever, how much money they'll have to spend to, uh, you know, defend themselves against this lawsuit for Jack Phillips. It's really kind of, you know, when you think about it, it's really amazing 
what Colorado keeps doing. Um, I don't get why they do it, but they just think that that's, you know, you have to do it the way they tell you to do it or they're going to put you out of business or try to uh, try to put you out of business. So uh, it's where they're where we're uh, we're sitting at. All right. So when you when you have a kid and they don't and, and they don't do what they're supposed to do, how do you, how do you get message through to them? Uh, do you do you spank them? Do you ground them? Do you put them in a corner for a timeout? What do you do? Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey today defended the company's decision this week to put InfoWars Alex Jones in a seven-day timeout after Jones urged his viewers to ready their battle rifles against the media. Dorsey said he resisted banning Jones, the embattled conspiracy theorist and radio host, despite calls to do so. We can't build a service that is subjective just to the whims of what we personally believe, Dorsey told NBC News' Lester Holt in an exclusive interview. Dorsey said he believes the suspension can be effective and is consistent with the company's policies. I feel any suspension, whether it uh, be a permanent or a temporary one, makes someone think about their actions and their behaviors. When asked by Holt if he believes Jones's will change his behavior, Dorsey said he did not know. Whether it works within this case to change some of those behaviors and change some of those actions, I don't know. But this is consistent with how we enforce. So uh, bottom line, what can I tell you? I mean, look, Jones was banned or restricted from using the services of at least 10 tech companies this month, including Facebook, YouTube. Uh, I think uh, Google was also another one. Twitter had been the most high-profile holdout until it announced Tuesday that Jones was suspended from hosting for seven days. He later clarified on Twitter that he was speaking broadly about their range of enforcement actions with regards to the company's use of time out. So they've learned something from parents about uh, take away something the kid likes to do and maybe you can, you know, elicit change from them. But Alex Jones, you know, he's going to do what he does because he believes in what he does. So uh, just know they'll be pulling him off as well. With a, in a radio interview with the conservative personality Sean Hannity last week, Dorsey spoke directly to a Republican audience and said Twitter does not ban accounts based on political ideology. When asked by Holt if Dorsey felt the rhetoric from conservatives was more extreme than from liberals, Dorsey demurred and instead said it was important to focus on actions rather than words. Quote, we need to look at behaviors when people are trying to shut down the voices of others, people are trying to harass others, and that's independent of a viewpoint. All right, we got news coming up here in just a moment. We'll uh, get you caught up on that. Then we're going to turn around, and Joe and Duck are going to join us, and uh, we'll talk uh, to them about cars and answer your questions about cars. I just had my car over at Joe's, had it fixed, 
had the uh, um, battery go out and the alternator went out. And uh, I want to talk to Joe about that because my alternator just froze up. I mean, it just stopped. Is that the norm now or am I kind of the Abbey normal? Uh, Probably the Abbey normal. But uh, we can talk about some different things uh, about cars and uh, some things that you probably run into. And we had to relearn the air conditioner because of the way that uh, the battery failed. It failed because the alternator wasn't charging it, so there was no juice at all. In fact, when the uh, uh, tow truck came, we couldn't get the uh, keys out of the uh, ignition. Uh, because there was no power that allowed us to shift the car. So uh, we'll talk about that and other things with Joe and Duck coming up here in a moment. So Joe and Duck are going to be here when we come back. But right now it's time for the news. All right, back with you. Four o'clock hour. That means that uh, the car guys are here. And uh, Duck is sitting here. Joe must be on his way. Haven't heard anything Probably uh, different traffic. from that. Yeah, uh, traffic's been bad out I there. know. Really bad over the last, so uh, he should be here any moment. Yeah, I got where I come around 630 the other way now. Oh, do you? Yeah, because I got hung up twice over here before. Oh, coming what? Coming on uh, Coming off of 430 on to 630. Oh, really? Yeah, I've got hung up twice, wreck oh, or something that, other. And all that construction. Yeah, either I go straight out university or I go out the other way and go down on 30. Well, you get off of off of thirty and come straight up university. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not too bad unless you get stuck in there all coming out of UALR. <laughs> yeah, you get, this time of the year you got to kind of watch them a little bit. But I'll look and I'll when I get there I'll make my mind. Am I going on up thirty and coming across six thirty today? I come across six thirty. Do you? <laughs> yesterday they announced that there's and maybe you can help on this, Russ. They announced uh, from Amazon or at least North Little Rock. I think Smith announced it. Joe Smith, the, the mayor said that they're building a new Amazon distribution center at uh, I-30 and Locust Street in North Little Rock. Where is Locust Street? Where are we talking about? It's got to be from the river to the 40. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Somewhere in there. It, now, I didn't realize any places in there big enough to build that. Well, you could, you know, well, that's... It's either that or that area that they've cleared out right there on 40 when you've come off of 30. Yep. And then up yeah, on I didn't the, think about that it. That huge big area, they could, is that where they're going to put it's gotta it? It's got to be where it's going to be. Behind those uh, apartments there? It's got to be where it's going to be. I mean, I, there ain't no other place around there to put it. Because I thought they were going to build more apartments there. That's what I assumed that was going in there. And I, I'll, I'll get Joe Smith on. I'll give him a call, see if he'll come on and talk about it. Because it's going to be, they're going to, yeah, put together somewhere around uh, 60 to 100 jobs immediately. Really? That's good. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, it's like all the rest of us. Of it. The, you know, who are you going to find the work? Yeah. 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 Where are you going to find the workers? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> and then there's people who want to, for people who could work uh, if they wanted to. Uh, and now they're being told if you can work, you got to work, or they're going to cut you off from your health uh, insurance. Now they they want to sue the government to sue the sue the state government saying, well you can't do that. It seems like to me that if you can work you should be working. You shouldn't be getting uh, other people's money to have insurance and stuff. 
if you just want to sit on your tail i got a younger brother he's paying 1341 dollars a month Woo! for him and his wife Ouch. he's self-employed just him employed him by himself i mean mine's not cheap i i think we're pretty close to a little over a thousand dollars a month for our our health and we got six thousand dollar deductible he he's got more he got uh i think his is twelve thousand dollars he's paying 13 i think he said 1341 a month wow okay i looked yeah. it up on the map locust yeah. is the street that runs parallel to interstate 30 in north little rock from the river going north okay so where? it's on the northbound side yeah i mean it's on the on the east side okay so i'm trying to figure out where they got the open space to build a distribution center i mean off the top of my head i can't think of any place to i don't know there's no place there. big enough to put nothing in there well and it may be that they're going to utilize one of the buildings that's already there yeah that no, might be that's you've true. got a lot of warehouse space over there already yeah joe just sent me he ain't coming oh he's not making it huh? mm, he's sick yeah i was gonna say he he looked peaked today i yeah, saw he, him this morning uh my car went bad on me uh monday i just pulled into uh waffle house and my car started smoking and stopped and what happened is that the alternator died and it locked up and burnt the belt off of it. Evidently, I don't know if it burnt, yeah, it burnt the belt. If it was smoking, it burnt the belt yeah. off. Joe so, said, tell you, check your check, text message. No, okay. I must. You must have sent me something I didn't see it. Okay. Okay, I'm looking here. Okay, everybody <coughs> else will get to hear this on your, as well. I'm looking here. I don't see anything new from him. wonder if he thinks he sent me one and didn't. He says, tell Dave to check his message. Okay. Well, I'm looking. I don't see it. <laughs> Joe, send it back again. Okay. I've got. I tried to send him a message just now, and it failed to go out. Okay. But anyway, and I'm looking at uh, at a at a at an article in Arkansas Business, Dave, and yeah. it, they're showing it just north of 19th Street, an area there, right in the uh, curve going into 40. 30 and 40 that's where they're doing all that at okay so that's that's just a little bit east of the railroad then. yeah that's what i think wasn't that where they was going to build bass pro ed in there or something other no so so they're going to build over there in the swamp yeah we'll raise the ground up yeah that must be what they're go- oh pardon me the wetlands that's right dave you got that all wrong <laughs> I got. I got to go. It's the wetlands they're going to build in, not the not the swamp. Okay, Dave. I need to put a plug in for someone. Uh, okay. they're, they're having Apple Fest this weekend at uh, Holland Baptist Church. Okay, uh, and they ex- estimated it should be somewhere around fifty thousand people show up. Where is that at? Down Benton. You know, it's just when you turn to go down my street. Yeah, Holland Chapel's right there. They use all that ground behind it. It's a it's a three day deal. I think two or three day deal. Right over there, right back on the, the runway and all yep. that back there? back on the runway. Okay. Yeah, they've got, I bet you, I went by there a while ago coming up here, and I bet you there's 50 porta potties out there. <laughs> they got them stacked every which way. Better, better hope it uh, doesn't happen here, what's happened out there, New Mexico, where the wind was blowing so hard it actually picked the porta potties up and was <laughs> floating them around. around. <laughs> it was floating them around. They were up 20 feet up in the air. But they got all the stage. Wonder there. what it was raining, don't you? Yeah. 
<laughs> wrong kind of rain. Yeah, it was the wrong <laughs> acid <thing>. rain. <laughs> but they got all the stages put up and everything, and uh, they're getting ready for. I think it starts Friday at four o'clock. I think, but uh, they calling it Apple Fest. Am- Ample Fest. Ample Fest. Yeah, and it has. It's got it like I think it's like twenty different groups that's going to sing. Oh, it. that's that. Is that that's <coughs> the uh, the Christian Contemporary yeah, concert they have is. over there. And, they, okay. and they're estimated somewhere around fifty thousand people. Yeah, be a, that's a big concert. Oh I yeah, know they is. they they park all the way down on my parking lot. Yeah, we're we're we know what he's talking about. You know what it's being talked about? Yeah, amplified. amplified yeah. yeah, that's what we're talking about. But but who's their who's their big uh, group coming in this year? Have we heard anything? Uh, it's been they've had it on the billboard because custom advertising been in you know been running it for them. Okay, and uh, but uh, they. It estimate a big crowd because they come down and ask me about parking on my parking lot and shuttling people back and forwards. Okay. And you told I, them, yeah, no problem? I told them, no problem. Use okay. all you want. All right. And if your car breaks down, just leave it here in the yeah. car and we'll take care of it. I had one last year left. <laughs> diesel pickup. Yeah. I, I had to repair it before the guy could come pick it up. They was out of, I think they was out of Texarkana last year. Okay. So they drove up and had to wait till you fixed them and let them go back down? No, they went back home. Then I got it next week. No, oh, took okay. care of it, sent it back. But there'll be a, all kind of stuff there to do. They got. Oh I yeah, mean, I'm, it's a, I'm familiar amazing. with it. But I I didn't think that that's where they had it at. That's yep. what had kind of confused me. Holland Chapel used to be a big sponsor of it, but I I think they still sponsor it some. But they've got a bunch of uh, big corporations that sponsoring it now and getting uh, into it. Yeah, they they've been building on the stage all week. They started Monday morning, about nine o'clock when I went by, and they got the stage pretty well bit. They had it raised up earlier today. Now they done lowered it back down when I come through. Well, my my <coughs> hope for them is that it don't rain, and the chances sunny. of rain are pretty high high all yep. weekend long. Yep. So we hope the best for artists them. listed on the website: yep. Casting Crowns, Carrie Job, uh, We Are Messengers, Plum. Uh, seventh time down, Torin Wells, uh, Cody Carnes, Flame, and Stars Go Dim, and Summerhill. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of different bands. And I know there. two of those bands. So Casting Crown is going to be one of their major acts that'll be there for sure. And what's the seventh? Uh, seventh time down. Yeah. Plum is Plum's a good name. Yeah. Torin Wells is an up and comer. He came in with Chris uh, Chris Tomlin when chris tomlin had wor- had his worship night in america tour yeah kid is phenomenal love to hear him sing again um he he hasn't got a he hasn't got a huge resume right now but but he's building he's, it he's working on it well that's how you do it is showing yeah. up at festivals like and this. to start building it until you get it big enough yeah yeah i'm trying to think the guy that big daddy weave is the last time i went out uh for their show that was about two years three years ago yeah, they. I'm a big Big Daddy Weave fan. I like Big Daddy Weave. Yeah, one of them. I know a bunch of people from Holland Chapel, and he called me yesterday. He said, "Your golf cart charged up." I said, "Yeah, it ain't, but it will be." <laughs> he said, "You gonna bring it down to me?" I said, "I'll drop it off to you Friday morning." There you go. He borrows it every year, but it is fine. You know, I mean, they it's for a good cause. Yeah, it's a good. It's, you know, it's they, great. They, Anytime you can spread the gospel, it's a yeah. good thing. And and they do a lot of uh, good stuff there. Yeah, I see my next generation's pastor is going to be out there. Really, Jason Curry. My good. His brother is the uh, head baseball coach down at UALR. And that's very good too. I don't like being out to that many people. 
I just, I just. No, I don't mind it. I don't mind it if it's nice. I don't want to stand out in the rain, and no, I don't want to be there, there if there it's cooking. 100 degrees. Yep. You last know, year on Saturday. on a runway at 100 degrees would be about 140 degrees. Yeah, last year it was miserable out there last year, they said. They, matter of fact, they had a few that passed out last year. Yeah. Because the Benton, I was talking to the chief from Benton Fire Department, and he said they'll have both of their rescue units out there, and Saline Moore Hospital going to have the ambulance out there. So they'll have plenty of help out there, you know, for stuff like that. So let's do it, though. All right. Got a call. Let's start it right off. You ready to take a question? Let's go. Let's do this. Mark is in North Little Rock. Hey, Mark, how are you? Hey, guys. Uh, y'all got a 2014 Dodge Ram 1500 with the 5.7. The Hemi engine? Yes, sir. Yeah, 120,000 miles. Um, I hit a tire tread in the freeway the other day, and then I got a evaporative emissions code check engine light mm-hmm. so i guess you gotta smoke it or something with the- yeah you probably can put it up on a rack and find it it's probably knocked the tank off of it or busted the tank but you got to smoke it to find it i mean it's no problem to smoke and find where okay. you at i'm in north Rock. just go by and see joe over there and he'll, he'll get you smoked and take care of you okay i also i've got i don't ever do any heavy towing with mm-hmm. it but i've got 120 grand on the on the mileage and i uh, I've never serviced the transmission. Is it? Is, I know there's two trains of thought on that. Some yep. people say don't, don't worry about it, and other people say do. I've changed mine. I I usually change mine at about a hundred thousand. I don't do what they say in the book, but you can. Uh, yeah, it's time. I'd go ahead and service it while I was there. Okay. All right. Cool. Thanks. Thank you, man. All right. Appreciate the call. Bye-bye. Pretty easy one on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Them alligators get people all the time underneath. So I got here's my question for you. I was talking about my uh, uh, part of my my car going out. Uh, the alternator. Do the alternators just freeze up? Is that the way they go? Typically, go out. Usually, when they go out, they blow a diode in it and it quits charging. Okay, well that's but not when what like yours yours had locked the bearing up in it. Bearing it's got a bearing on each end of the shaft, uh-huh. and it's locked one of the bearings up and got it seized up. Now, I tell you what. It freaked me you? out. <laughs> well, the first thing it did is it came, a message came on my dashboard, and it says, uh, what was it exactly? It said, it said uh, check battery charging system. system. Yeah. Usually, th- it'll come up first until you check the gauges. Okay. Then, well, it, then it'll come up next time and say, hey, check the alternator. It's not charging. Yeah, well, about... <coughs> About a half a minute later, smoke come out of it. It was yeah, it started coming out of it, and it, and it said, it said, turn off car now. Yeah, now, <laughs> which I was already doing. I was pulling into the parking place. Yeah. And luckily, I was I was going to have something to eat and pulling into a parking place to go inside. I called Joey and said, "Just have a towed," and I called called my insurance because I I get uh, get me. Yeah, I get a free. 25 mile tow so it cost me 32 dollars to tow them from cabot to joe's to garage joe's. yeah you still got back that's not bad no no that's not bad no then joe and alternator i mean you know i have people come by want me to look at something you know want, hey man i'm trying to buy this truck what do you think about it you know blah 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 i said man it looks good right at the moment i don't see nothing wrong but anything is subject to happening at any minute well, I mean, that was very true out. I mean, alternator can be charged in one minute, and it's out the next minute. You know, I got one of my customers got a 20, 
13 Denali. Yeah. He called me. He said, man, I run down the interstate, and this thing just died. I said, uh, and it's a 6X Duramax diesel. Uh-huh. And I said, uh-oh. He said, don't start that. I don't like the way you talk. And I said, well, you probably just oopsed. And he said, what's the matter? And I said, high-pressure pumps formed, filled everything full of metal. So Nukeman got it, brought it over to me, and I had Tim. I said, just walk out there and pull the fuel line off and see what it looks like. And he come back in. His hand was silver-looking. Oh, my. He said, this come out of the fuel line. I said, yep. So I called him, and he said, just let it sit there. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. It's got a hundred and think 138,000 miles that's that's how many miles that you basically (coughs) state that 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 it's going to happen going to do that it's going to happen usually right around 130 140,000 and it's warmed and he said i may go trade this he called me back uh, on the way up here coming back he said hey um how much to fix that thing six grand no that grand that there be about nine thousand dollars oh time i get through with it i don't feel so bad then I mean, mine wasn't over a thousand, but we were nudging it. <laughs> All right, got to so, take a break. Let's get that done, and then we'll come back. I got time to talk about bumper to bumper with uh, with Duck for a second. Yeah, let's talk about bumper to bumper. And uh, again, that's the kind of part I got put on my car. Yep, from bumper to bumper, and it has a two year, twenty four thousand mile. Don't matter if you were down in Texas, labor. your granddaughter or whatever, they will take care of you. Yeah, if, if that alternator goes bad, they'll replace it. No charge <laughs> to me for labor or the part. Yep, and, and, and that's, that's why me and Joe went went with Bumper to Bumper because they have a good part. They supply us for the parts that we need. We don't have to wait on to have them the next day, uh, and they got a good warranty. And it don't matter if you're in California or if you're in North Little Rock or or you know you're down in texas and your kin folks they'll take care of you well they got the part out there because they got it done you know what held it up battery instead getting the battery charged back up it wouldn't charge had to replace it you had to replace the battery so now how old was the battery on it uh about four or five years old yeah you got your money's worth out of it. i got my money's worth out of the alternator that was the original alternator on the car oh you can't complain then no I did. That's just typical work that's got to be done. Yeah. All right, got a break. Let's get that. Then we we'll come back. Ducks here. He'll take your calls. Eight two three zero nine six five. All right. Want to talk about one more thing? We got about two minutes before the news, so I don't want to start a new subject other than talk about oil again because oil is just so integral to your car now. Don't screw up by putting the wrong oil in your automobile. Correct. wrong oil the wrong weight everything is is done for a reason i mean they're using like 5w20 now we're using zero, zero. and uh how do you have a zero weight oil it's it's fully 100 synthetic they make it okay i mean you know like the 5w20 they they just refine it and get it down to it but uh this they have to make and uh so it's just a, a, <coughs> a, a bunch of different forms of chemicals basically basically all it is just a bunch of different chemicals and stuff that they put together and they figured out how to make it work and how to how to make them last yeah there's some of these cars i had a guy call me today dave he said hey man i, I need to ask you about oil changing on my truck he said i got a brand new uh 6.6 diesel it's a 2018 he said they tell me i can run it twelve thousand miles on oil change and i point blank told him no you possibly, if you were running up and down the interstate and you never got off the interstate, Dave, you might get by, but you will never get by running around town. 
and that's why me and joe use bnm oil they supply us oil you know i i use the dello brand and and we use everything else but we got a good person that takes care of us angel mm-hmm. bnm uh, bnm oil and they're just good people you know to supply the oil to you all right so when we come back i want you to tell everybody putting the exact oil that your car uses back in your car each time you do oil services there's very very important we'll talk about it news is next all right back with you don't forget about aero plumbing earl donaldson put together the best plumbing company i know of here in central arkansas i use them consistently have been since about 2003 when i call them out to my house and they save me several thousand dollars by telling me we didn't have to dig up my front yard to put, you know, a, a piece for the uh, plumbing to give me the power I wanted for Made uh, you feel good, my, my shower or whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, they wanted to start at the middle of my yard and dig it <laughs> dig up. Dig back. All, yeah, backhoe it all the way up to my house. And guy walked, uh, came up to the driveway, got out of his uh, truck, and I told him what the problem was. He says, no, what the problem is. I know what the, so, the, how to solve it. Walked to the front of my house, reached down, pulled out the uh, the regulator, pressure regulator, looked at it, said, "Yeah, it's it's it's, it's broke, it's broke, it's wore out." Went back to his truck, got pulled another one, put it right in, and uh, it cost fifty bucks to get him to come out. Yep, and it cost fifty bucks for the regulator, hundred dollars. And, and they Dave smiled. Wanted, what they were getting ready to dig up my yard cost me about three thousand yep. dollars. So uh you you can say things uh you use this place in another place and well that's real good for you i'm just telling you these are the guys that there are the best and that's arrow plumbing find out about uh, where to contact them up just go to arrowplumbing.net or uh, hit google and just type in arrow plumbing and it'll give you all the information about arrow plumbing uh that you need uh earl and his crew will do you a very good job and i see them all over town all over benton and everywhere they yeah they're everywhere man you see them everywhere i'm you know all over you see them i feel like i'm talking about the tooth fairy he's <laughs> everywhere he's everywhere anyway all right boy, so, you know i'm old when i start talking about the tooth fairy i'm just saying by the yeah. way have you been following the uh, the story about the kids on the tracks that happened I've, back in 84 you remember that the, yeah the okay Ives so the, the mother the mother wanted these uh, dea to release uh, to be released and uh, went after them uh, uh try to get them and uh, the federal court system said nope <laughs> and all that does is feed into it then yeah why won't they why release are we co- them? what are we covering up yep that's exactly what everybody's thinking yep and what are we covering up i wonder did this have something to do with that uh you know, did you see Made in America with Tom Cruise about, you know, running the drugs and all of that? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it had, because it's a true story. He was yeah. running him out of Mina, and I'm wondering if it had something to do with that. Probably. Ain't no telling. Who, who knows? Because yeah. Celine had had a drug problem at that point. There's yes. A lot of drugs being dealt down yep. in Celine County at that time. So, so anyway. Let's talk about, the, you know, we was talking about oil a while ago. Yeah, let's finish up that. You know. If you got a car and it tells you to put in 5W20, please put 5W20 in it. Explain, folks, why. it That used to be not the case. All right? It used to be able to put, you'd go to to Walmart or someplace. My 30 weight, yeah. 10W30, 10W40. And you bought it in a can and you put a spout a, in it. A spout in it and you emptied Pour it. Pour it in. That's yeah. exactly right. But nowadays, Dave, these you take like a little Honda Accord. 
it pumps so much oil up on top of the engine and if it's too thick it ain't gonna pump it up there and it's gonna eat the camshaft out of it quickly then you got to replace the head and the camshaft to fix the problem so if you got a vehicle and, and you look on it and it says 5w20 me and joe and gary henry and everybody we look and see what's supposed to be in your car and that's what we put in it if it says 5w20 we put 5w20 you know like i got diesel trucks i put 15w40 in which that's what they call for right and they call for 44 to 50 quarts just depending on what, what motor it is and you know which is a whole lot different still amazes me when you say 50 <laughs> quarts of oil yep. in a truck and it's got most of them has two oil filters that's probably six seven inches across and they'll be foot tall wow you know but if it is you know if you own a vehicle just read the owner's manual it'll tell you 90 percent of them are marked on top of the oil filler cap you right. can look and it'll tell you hey this thing takes 5w20 or 5w30 you know or zero twenty. you know whatever you it's supposed to come in it's what you need to put in it you know if you want synthetic yeah you can change anything over to synthetic you just can't change it back to normal oil. you got to leave synthetic in it but if it says 5w20 dave that's what I, we put in them what me and joe and gary henry and henry atkins and all of us at the service centers right at the bumper pumps that's what we put in them is that oil what it calls for we we can pull it up on a computer and it'll tell us exactly what it calls for well you got to yes if but, you don't you're going to screw up the engines. Because, look, yep. your oil now has everything to do with your timing and everything, everything. with the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's got cam phasers, and it's all done by oil pressure. Now, now, Dave, let me let me kind of back up here just a second. If you're out in the middle of nowhere and all you can get is 30-weight is motor oil and you need some, pour it in it. When you get home, change it. Right. You know, don't think that, you know, you need to drive it because – you you'll be amazed how much oil dumps up on top of them engines these little four-cylinder engines and these little hot rod engines because they they had to have all the oil up there to lubricate everything while it's going down the road and so you know if it gets a little bit low it eat the camshaft up quickly or if you put the wrong oil in it eat the camshaft up quickly so right. that's why me and joe and everybody always stress hey if it got 5w20 we're going to put 5w20 in it okay so what is the rule of thumb is it if you've been using regular oil you can switch to uh synthetic synthetics but if you're using synthetic don't switch switch back to the other way yes i've heard pros and cons on that day but uh me myself i wouldn't never switch it back once i switched it okay you know joe joe tell you the same thing and anybody else tell you the same thing it's just you can go from the from the regular, you know, the regular five W twenty or five W thirty, whatever it is, to synthetic, but they don't want you to switch it back. All right. One last thing about oil, and then we got to take a break. Mobile One is now claiming twenty thousand miles between oil, oil changes. changes. Yes, and I mean they have been pushing it hot, hard. And heavy. Yes, sir. All right. Your thoughts on it, Dave? The oil will probably go twenty thousand miles. But your oil filter is not. And when your oil filter gets stopped up, it, it kicks open a valve called a bypass valve. Instead of that oil going through the filter, it goes through the bypass valve and bypasses the filter. That's not good. So you're running oil that's not clean. There's no way that you can take a filter that's the size of a coffee cup, a regular coffee cup, right, and filter oil for 20,000 miles. I, you can't convince me that. Because I've dealt with this stuff all my life, and you know. 
So how long do you think it's going to take before Mobile One has so many lawsuits that <laughs> they just uh, a they, year. they quit saying that? A year. It'll take a year for everybody to get burnt. Or they'll put it in small print. Yeah. Filter. Change oil filter. Yeah. Every and, blah, and, blah, blah. and if I had one and, and I was running that oil, about every 5,000, 6,000 miles, I'm going to go get an oil filter put on it, pour some more oil in it. Just t- to be on the safe side. Be on the safe side. Because the, it's easier to do that then replace your engine well another thing too dave on that is you go buy we'll just say you're gonna go buy a brand new arcadia okay they tell you to service i'd like it. to but yeah. i can't afford it right I, I understand <laughs> but they tell you to service it we'll just say they tell you to service it at six thousand miles you put this mobile oil in it and you're running at twenty thousand miles and you have motor problem yeah what about your warranty exactly that's 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 my whole deal uh, you know there's no way i would you know Take a chance of avoiding your warranty. And and I guarantee you, if, nowadays, if you don't have service records, when you go in there, poop, out the door you go, no warranty. They put it on a list, and, and, you, know, and you can go, with us say you go to Gwaltney, they put it on a list, and you say, well, I'll just go to Russell. Well, as soon as he gets that's already on the list, and as soon as they pull that serial number up, oop, it comes up. Yeah. and you Tried know. to service, blah, blah, yep. blah. Okay. Yep. But and that's where I go, by the way. If I got to go to... Uh, the dealership, I go to Guatney. Good people. like those people. Good like people. Them, like them a lot. I like, you know Jamie? I, I, I've met him a time or two. I don't really know Good him. Good guy. Good guy. Now, they fixed your Arcadia when they wrecked it, didn't they? No, uh, when they... Yeah, when, when the when woman they, run into the door on it or something? Oh, no, no. Oh, well, yeah, they did. The body shop did yeah. that. But uh, they're the ones that... Uh, I was at 96,000 miles, had 100,000 uh, mile warranty on the the powertrain basically <clears throat> and the uh, uh transmission went, went out on it and they put it in new transmission in. yep no cost to me whatsoever one Usually, good thing about it, it yes sir. you know they'll 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 argue with you, you. yeah they'll argue they didn't argue they just yeah. changed it they yeah. did a good job well you know they didn't put a motor in mine it had 1700 miles and they put a motor in it. See, Watney that you bought? No, I bought no. it from Everett down in Benton. Okay, but they're taking good care of you. I took it in there and told them what's going on. And my wife, she said, well, why didn't you fix it? It's a brand-new truck. It's under warranty. What I want to spend. Yeah, I don't want to do it. So but they I, did. I fixed everybody else's truck. They want to have to fix my own. They put a new motor in it. it <laughs> uh, the lifter come apart in it and ate the, ate the block up. Whoa. You know, this that's all this this uh you were lucky you got it back over there oh it was knocking and clanging and banging when i pulled in the driveway up there they didn't have no problem knowing when i was coming <laughs> and i've done sir <laughs> yeah so they but they but they they took great care of me i mean they they repaired they gave me a truck to drive yeah. i drove it almost six thousand miles <laughs> all right let's take a break we'll come back finish it up uh joe's not here he's under the weather joe get better we know you're probably listening in Start feeling better, brother. We'll see you next Wednesday. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. <coughs> All right, back. <laughs> I got to laugh. I, I can't go into why I'm laughing. I can just tell you there's a good reason why yeah, I'm laughing. Yeah, it's a good reason. <laughs> anyway, good to have you here. We've got Duck here talking about con- uh, cars. Joe uh, was going to be here. I had just seen him this morning. Yeah, but he evidently got under the weather. He's been, yeah, he's been having some, some some stomach problems. Hope that nothing serious. But uh, he went home and 
Dave. Lay down. We need to send him a jar of castor oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send him send him a bottle of mineral oil. No, yeah, castor oil. Uh, let me clean you out, buddy. <laughs> I remember when I was little, my grandmother, if you come in and said you had a bad stomach. Keep your mouth shut. Sit down on that, and she'd get that big old – she had a big old spoon and – oh god castor oil that is, stuff was nasty whoever put that together should have been <clears throat> executed i'm just saying it was nasty nasty he already been nasty made drank three or four gallons yeah of it. okay so they're talking let me ask you about future cars a little bit here for a moment they're talking that on cars that they're going to have so much high-tech stuff on them because they're getting ready to make them a you know autonomous so that you don't really have to drive them you said joe, the seat joe talked about that i mean he didn't take his hands off the wheel but he said he he set uh, the cruise control up the car would slow itself down if it started coming up on a car speed itself up back up to the speed it had been kept you on the speed limit uh if you run over it on shoulder the road it's it starts vibrating yeah, the seat turns off uh turns your uh, uh high beams off uh, if it uh, determines there's another car coming towards you, but turns them right back on when as soon as you go past, you use them. Yeah. So they said that there's even more stuff coming. I mean, how much can you as a as a technician take care of? I mean, they just keep adding on and adding on, and this is what people want, and it's what people's getting every day. I mean, it'll be long. It won't be long, Dave. I'd say in the next five years. That you won't even have a wiper switch on your car. Water hits the windshield automatically. Water hits the windshield automatically turns them on, and it and it'll it'll figure out how much raindrops is on it, and it'll put them on on you know it'll space it out where it wipe once and then it'll pause. It all that'll be controlled strictly by the computer and and sensors. Okay, now the thing that worries <laughs> me when I hear that is that I change my wiper blades when I want to change them. All right. If there's a few streaks, I don't worry about it. Yep. But if somebody's making the car and, and has to determine the parameters, yes, they will determine when you have to change your wiper blades as well. And it all will be done you by measure it. it. It all will be done by the temperature of the windshield. They'll have a temperature gauge on the windshield, a you know sensor, and it'll be done by how many days of hitting rain, done by the temperature outside of the windshield because that's what gets wiper blades. Is the windshield gets so hot. Yeah. And, it, and it sticks them to them, and most time that's when it tears them up. But it all will be done by the computer, and the computer will sit there and look at it and say, "Okay, turn the turn the light on. He needs to put wiper blades on it." Maybe two months this time, maybe mm-hmm. six months next time, but it's all going to be done by computer. Computer control everything. And does that mean that it is a we can't let you drive because it would be dangerous because you might not be able to see out of your windshield? You know. I, I, I don't know, Dave. I ain't heard nobody talk about that. I mean, that is a good question, and uh, I'll I got I'll do some research on that, and we'll find out. Be kind of interesting. To find yeah, out the, it'd be really interesting to find out. Hey, it, will this thing not start because the wipers are yeah are, are are down? You know, the the computer said, "Hey, you need to put wipers on it." I'm sure they'll have something, and they give you so long to there. change them. Yeah, it and then it so, doesn't. You don't. Then, then it may a, shut the car down. All right. You know, uh, we're going to tell you. We're going to we're going to make it just. Uh, uh, you know, do it every so often that uh, leads to it. And it's kind of like this new exhaust system on these new trucks. When you start having an exhaust problem, it'll come up on a dash and say, hey, you've got 150 miles at 65 mile an hour. 
And then the next thing you know, it comes up and said, hey, you got 120 mile an hour at 55 mile an hour. And it'll keep dropping it down, dropping it down. And when it, gets, it finally stops. Well, all it is idle. And when it gets down that's what to I that, mean. It won't, that's stopping you're, as you're, far as I'm concerned. You're through, you're through traveling, you know. And, and I've had them where people call me and say, hey, my dad says I got 20 miles left. Where you at? Well, I'm so-and-so. Well, I'll send a record to get you because you're going you're gonna to be walking before <laughs> you get there. I'll meet you here. <laughs> yeah, because – and, and uh, I've – i've got one out there right now belongs to a customer i've been fighting exhaust on this thing now for about four months i'll get it and it'll work good for about three or four or five weeks and then it throws a little wild fit and this all at once it shuts it off and then it comes up it's got a exhaust code in it you go in there and work on it and redo it and regen it and clean everything out and i cannot figure out and i don't put a new filter and everything on it yeah yeah it's got a it's got a a problem with uh, how it was put together. Exactly, it's just how it's made. And you're the one that gets the screw job off of it, not the yeah. I'm the one that the customers mad at me because hey, this is the third time we've had this problem in four months. Yeah, you know, why blah, aren't blah, you blah. fixing it? You know, and you know they're looking at you because yeah. you're the one not yeah, fixing I'm, it. I'm, I'm the one getting griped at. You know, yeah. and and like I tell them, hey, I'm doing all I can. The federal government can't make this stuff work. But I'm trying the best I can to make it work, you know. And, and it's sometimes it makes you just want to pull your hair. I had one another day, had a pedal belt. I done had the, the DPF, the DOC, and the CAT all three clean three times. I remember you talking and about that. And I finally, the other day, I told them, oh, it's time to quit. I give the guys money back on cleaning, bought, spent $8,000 and bought all three new pieces and put on it knock on wood it's running now this about this is the fifth week so. yeah hopefully they keep running yep but you never know with this exhaust system i mean you just man it just makes you want to pull your hair out sometimes did you see where trump said that the uh, auto manufacturers don't have to meet the cafe standards right now shouldn't have to did you see how did you see how high they've got a the mile per, uh, per, uh, per gallon, gallon was supposed to be by 2021 yeah it's ridiculous almost 60 miles a gallon i don't see how anything can get that i mean no combustion engine i mean if you may have one out of a hundred that will do it but i mean what's, what's they the rest want of to drive with? us to electric cars where they want to put us out of business and what they want to do you know you know i mean seriously they want an electric to... car i have nothing wrong with electric car yeah but what if i get like you're going to florida what if you drive your car to florida what are you going to do in electric car and you go 300 miles and the battery's down yeah um, well i agree with you you know i agree even wholeheartedly though, with you even though our new motel that's right there in front of the benton event center it has charging stations you put your credit card in and it charges your battery how much does it cost you i don't know I'd never, like to know what they want to I ain't never caught nobody working on it. I ain't never caught nobody getting a battery charge because if I ever catch somebody there, I'm going to stop and ask. So do you know what this? was Larson talking to us about the last time we were over in D.C. about the semis that were running on electric? Oh, yeah. They they, they got them out testing them right now. But What's that? He was talking about semis running up and down the Pacific Corridor uh, <laughs> testing electric running they can't test them in the city but they can test them on the long haul yeah yeah well he was talking and saying that what we were talking about the movies and then you had that movie logan and he said that's just around the corner yeah electric stuff's coming well but not only electric stuff but autonomous i mean yeah. just that 
long haul truck driver is going to be a thing of the past within the yeah, next and five that, years and they'll come into a main weight station and somebody will go out and pick them up and bring them into town it's amazing all right thank you dave we'll pick that up again next week thank we'll you get sir. joe into it and he can start talking how he hates it yeah we'll get him riled yeah, up. yeah we can get him all going all right all right i'll okay, see you, you saturday morning i'll see you saturday morning duck and i will be here with car and truck doctors on 101.1 FM, the answer. All right, final hour of Dave Ellswick's show for Hump Day. Hump Day, middle of the weekday, over the hill day, close to Friday than we were on Monday. That's a good thing. Always look forward to to Wednesday because I start building up my momentum for the weekend. Is that what you do, Kerry? No, I'm I'm full. I'm 100% Well, this weekend, this weekend, you're full. Oh, yeah. You got to work this weekend. Oh, I've been working for the last three weeks, putting out <laughs> signs and flyers and posters, getting ready for this, the biggest show in Arkansas. Yeah, this is the Arkansas Gun and Cartridge Collectors Club, uh, the Little Rock Gun and Knife Show. Been going on since 1955. You realize that was they started that two years after I was born. Uh, it was several That's pretty years, cool. Several years before I was born, just so. Well, I know that. <laughs> I understand that. But, uh, but yeah, it's a long time. It used to be the only one, and um, of course, uh, you know, it is original, and uh, you know, it's grown. A lot of people have shows around now, but this is still unique. We have uh, explain why it's unique from all the other gun gun shows that's out there. First, you'll find a lot more military items in this one. Military stuff people collect and bring, uh, uh, whether it's uh, even Civil War, uh, World War Two, Vietnam. You'll have that kind of items. But second, we have um, like museum tables, so people bring their collections out of their safe that they're not going to sell. And they display them all nice and neat on the table, have little cards. Because they're proud of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's It's a collector's club. So they show their collection. And we've got, uh, this time, uh, one of the neat collections is going to be Warren Walker's bringing three tables of a Smith & Wesson collection, which won first place on, at the uh, big Smith & Wesson convention. Oh, wow. Yeah, first place. So, uh, anyway, it's, it's going to be really nice. It takes them a long time to set up at three tables. Now, we are actually put ropes are going to be in front of it so that you can't get to the table and pick them up, <laughs> but you're going to be able to look at them. And so we got different things like that that people are going to bring that you can see, and, and uh, whether it was uh, Civil War or, you know, through the what we got machine guns that will be displayed right. that are uh, World War II active working machine guns from Nazi and uh, – Grease guns. Uh, yeah, grease guns, everything. Now you can't shoot them there, well, but I these understand. are actually functioning. These aren't props, you know. These right. these things. So I mean, there's uh, that sets us apart from other shows. Um, and then we have, you know, there's going to be guns and all kinds new and used. And there's going to be the uh, ammo, knives, hand, you know, custom made and the other knives. Uh, we got gun safes there. Uh, Bill's like safe's going to have nice gun safes. Uh, it's you know you'll see also some stuff with second amendment shirts you know or something like that there'll be some other spring but it's going to have a uh we got a 400 tables and it's packed do you ever watch that show mountain men oh well, yeah once in a while uh, did you see the one start off the new season they were having uh the big fires out there out west and in montana and stuff I and see it. several people got their homes consumed by the fire and uh that the the old guy that uh, goes out looking for you know fur and all of that went to help one of his friends find what was left and he lost all of his 
rifles, and he had a gun safe. I'm not kidding you. It had to have been eight foot deep. I have no idea how many firearms that it had in it, but it got so hot in that forest fire, it melted that safe. Oh, man. It was just a pile of metal sitting there. I, I didn't... I was amazed that a gun safe melted. That had that had to have been I know there's some that are different. Hot. You you can get them with a different heat rating uh and you know smoke and all that and yeah. seal costs more but and then they'll they'll uh hold to a higher temperature. Uh but I I haven't seen one melted. I've heard of some I wouldn't uh, want to be anywhere near it was so hot that it melted a safe. No. Oh, oh that's and uh, uh, so that's where you cry twice. You cry once because your house is burning, you lost your positions, and yeah. then you look and you look for your safe, hoping that something's saved, yeah. and then you cry a second and time, and you see that that's all gone because you can't replace a lot of and that And this stuff. guy was really upset because evidently his father's collection that his father had bequeathed to him right. was in it too, and it was gone. Yeah. So that it was a terrible story as far as that goes, but you usually have some people there that sell safes, don't you? Um, yeah, not every show because they're heavy to move around on trailers, but we right. do at different shows that we'll have them, Bills or others, uh, Texarkana, we have safes down there, and um, and Bill will come when he can uh, to either Benton or to Little Rock, but it makes it a lot more convenient when you have a dock and concrete floor to roll them on, get a pallet jack and get them off. So what do you think? Do you think it's, it's to everybody's benefit if they own quite a few firearms you know we got one or two that's one thing but if if you got a collection like some of these guys got you you want to have them in a safe and have them protect it yeah and the bigger collectors will have a safe room you know oh, okay they have a room that's made or concreted with the door on it you know and the uh the nice things to put inside and uh you can't get into it yeah you yeah. can't get into it you don't give anybody the password and then sometimes uh they'll also have the uh when they build houses they'll uh, build the false walls bookshelves and stuff and it's a hidden door no oh, okay yeah and uh so the bad guys don't even know it's there yeah that's unless right they know you well enough to know that it's yeah there. that's right unless you unless you say hey come look at my collection and you yeah. show them how the door opens and get in then i mean you know you're screwing yourself no but, matter how well you know the person do not do that you know, I mean, you, it has to be uh, somebody personally that you really trust. Not very many that I would trust that well, <laughs> just just but, to be honest with you. But there's going to, you know, it's it's uh, Saturday from 9 to 5. Right. And Sunday from 9 to 4. And it's uh, $10 to get in, age 12 and under is free. Now, that's good for both days. So if you come in on Saturday, you get back in free on Sunday. And it's two dollar discount for military and uh, active duty. Uh, you know, police retired, so you just show an ID card or your badge, you get two dollars off. So, all right, so ten dollars for adults. Mm-hmm. How much for twelve and under? Twelve under free? free. Yeah, this club because it's a club show. It's a little different than some of the other pricing that I do at my shows, but that's still um, it's a good deal and it's fun for the family. You show your kids, you can. Uh, see the military stuff talk he can look at all the knives and things and there's things there for ladies too if your wife comes uh you know there'll be a few tables of jewelry there'll be some sensey uh stuff there and then some other things that uh there's concealed carry purses tasers what you know whatever you need um it's it's a variety okay so now we're getting ready to move to a break let me ask you a question just saw i think it was in the paper yesterday that the police are moving away from tasers and moving to 
pepper balls that they shoot out of their guns or whatever. What's your thoughts on that? Your former military, uh, they say taser may work for 10 seconds. Pepper spray or pepper balls will work for 40 minutes. Um, I, you know, I've seen some people get shot with rubber bullets, and I'm assuming it's going to be kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. They they feel like they've got shot, but then when they go down and then they're, they're not. But with, with the drugs that people are on nowadays, I – Man, I, I kind of want their legs to freeze up on them. I, I me personally, I and I, I, yeah, you'd have to test it. I'm sure they've, they've got some tests, but I would, I would still like to have the taser for close in. If you got to get somebody and you want you want them just to lock up and hit the ground, you hit them with the pepper ball, and if they're on something crazy, they they're going to keep coming. All right, I'm looking. I don't. Oh, there it just popped up. Okay. All right, we just got this in. It says that uh, update, AT&T cell service is out from Highway 70 all the way to Arkadelphia. Wow, that's a long way. What was it, a what tower happened? went Did down? Did a tower go down or something? Not exactly sure what the problem is. The guy called in and said 111 to uh, 70 is, uh, is out. That's Highway 70. Going to Hot Springs, all the way down to Arkadelphia. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a bad stretch in there. You lose cell reception yeah. anyway. But still, <laughs> so, but, that's not good. That's yeah. not good. AT and T is working on it, so just be aware. Again, that's AT and T cell service is out from Highway 70 to Arkadelphia. I don't have AT and T. I won't say who I have. Just think a little bit, and you'll figure it out. But uh, bottom line is, is that. Uh, I would want to be there trying to figure that one out because I'm sure they're getting a few phone calls right now. All right, we're going to come back with Kerry. We're going to f- talk to him for the rest of this half hour. Next half hour, we're going to play back for you an interview we did earlier this afternoon with Eric Trump. That's all coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about uh, the friend, our friends over at Hortons and what they're up to. Uh, they are working on their uh, old uh, original setup that they had over on uh, 12th street they are tearing down part of that house uh, it was built just in the late 1800s why they think that they need to do anything to it i don't know but they're they're going to make it a state-of-the-art uh, facility with the latest technology and prosthetics and orthotics and they really want to make sure that you uh, are able to reach the you know, the height of mobility with whatever your prosthetic and uh, orthotic is going to be. Remember, six locations with the new updated facility, Little Rock, North Little Rock, Bryant, Conway, Fort Smith, and Searcy. It's Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. They are providing a lifetime of support. All right, Carrie's here talking about the uh, Arkansas Gun and Cartridge Collectors Club. And they got their Little Rock Gun and Knife Show coming up this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, Saturday from 9 to 5, Sunday from 9 to 4. It's at the Arkansas State Fairgrounds, the Hall of Industry. Let me just tell you, the Hall of Industry will be full. Packed. Yeah. With wall to wall. Everything you can You can barely, walk, see. barely get into the bathroom door because I got tables right up to the edge. Well, very cool. That's very cool. And this is different than most... Uh, of the shows that he does and that this one you're going to have the collectors have their collections out for you to look at as well it'll be a learning experience as well as you know maybe you're looking to pick up a 
a gun or whatever i mean this is oh, yeah. much different yeah and ask questions you may you know you you may have something of your dad's that you didn't know what it was or what it is and you see it on the table and you realize man that's a that's a collector item you know or, or people if you bring it and uh it's becoming more prevalent that um uh, some older collectors are calling me wanting to sell their collection because their uh, their kids or grand aren't interested in guns or don't hunt and uh, and they've given them a couple but they want to go ahead and sell their collection now so somebody that would appreciate it and so it's a uh, you know a lot of folks coming out and there's some set up at the show that's going to be selling some of their firearms that they had their private sellers man I'd like to see some I wish I had the money to buy stuff from world war ii i'm just such a world war ii aficionado that uh, i love to i love to look at that stuff you know what really amazes me carrie about world war ii armaments for the most part is that they look like they're going to fall apart most of the time you look at that yeah. and you go that's a grease gun they fought with that you've yeah. got to be kidding yeah me. you don't think it's a, a, or a little brownie hold up but you know, a little brownie machine gun yeah. yeah they'll be there you'll see some of them but you know we i've been i travel uh to texas louisiana mississippi other states to get vendors for my shows you know i, I you know guns can't transfer across state lines so easily right. but there's other things you know uh, i got not this time but a guy that has a, a gun magnets to hold your gun and store it anywhere you want or uh whether it's ar parts or it's you know there's all kinds of variety of things that you can still come and travel so we have some people coming from out of state, Texas, Mississippi, Georgia. I mean, there we've got a lot of them that's going to be there. You can get your scopes, or you can get. Uh, we got one guy coming that is new, and uh, he's going to be showing uh, showing. Ta- he's going to have two tables: one how to blue barrels and have a product of blue and barrels, and then also cool. restore wood stocks. And he's going to be demonstrating it right there in the show. So you'll be able to see how it's done if you want to buy the product, but you can see how you can restore. If you got a shotgun or something all scuffed up and you want to restore it yourself, he'll have the products and show you how to do it right there. That'd be very so, cool. So having things like that, it's always fun to get something new. Um, you know, we also on some of the this cartridge show on my, some of my other shows that I do, I have you know boats and four wheelers and trucks and toys out front and the inside is you know packed with guns and knives, and uh, so but this one because um, it's a collector's club we try to stick it to the now you collection. actually you actually have people that come there and they've got collections of civil war firearms yeah, yeah. wow that's got to be very cool yeah, uh civil war firearms civil war uh the guy there last show and i don't know if he's bringing that collection this show but he had civil war where they actually had the saddles that were on horses on infantry oh my god uh, north and south and had it displayed with all that, and it was cool. And we they give away the club board uh, gives out awards for displays, you know, first, second, third place, and mm-hmm. and he won an award for that. But it, you know, they they uh, uh, they take their pride in displaying well, it up, yeah. putting the cards. I mean, and you can see different ones all in there, old antique Winchesters, you know, that are for sale. Yeah, but you can see them that you're not going to see there. Randy Jones will have them, but you know we have great uh, support and staff. The vendors are friendly. Uh, we have uh, you know uh, volunteers and help. I have my family members, my dad, my brother, sister. Everybody's helping. I got uh, Robert Scott. He's in there helping. He works. We go all over traveling, doing gun shows. So he's so it's a um, just a lot of friends and family that uh, we try to take care of. You have a good time. All right, so keep this in mind. It's coming up this weekend 
on Saturday and Sunday. Again, Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 9 to 4. This is all NRA-affiliated. 400 tables. The whole, you know, uh, Hall of Industry is going to be full at the Arkansas State Fair. Don't worry about parking. There's plenty. Yeah, and it's free because we pay for the part. We buy it out. So the okay. vendors, you get, our customers, you get to come and park free. So it's just the $10 to get in the door. Some uh, fairgrounds charge you parking, but we always want it to be free. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Okay, what's the cost again? It's $10 admission. That's good for both days. Age 12 and under is free. You get a $2 discount for military and active duty, retired. You just bring your ID or a badge, uh, so you get $2 off. And we give you a stamp. And uh, you're you're good to go to get in the next day. And this, you know, it's a nonprofit. The club is, and it helps uh, youth shooting sports, and also uh, gun education and the NRA. So you know, we're just uh, promoting, uh, trying to get people involved, teach them safety. You know, anything we can do to help prolong the sport and the collection. So, All right. so we've got this one here going on. When's your next one after August? After this one, it'll be uh, September the 15th and 16th. It'll be Texarkana, I'll Arkansas. Be I'll be in down Florida there, for that one. But. Down there. And then uh, we're looking at uh, October uh, 6th and 7th is Benton. A big show there. And then I have some that'll be uh, out of state maybe after that. I've got an Arkadelphia one in November 3rd and 4th. Okay. So uh, we got is some that, Is that going to be the closest for like the holidays? uh yeah we're looking for a location in december and uh i can't have one for christmas yeah man. we got december early december uh but we haven't got that location nailed down yet you gotta have so. santa and his elves walking around with firearms i i, I have my, my brother dresses up a great santa claus and we have yeah. the suit and we have the christmas tree and we decorate it christmasy and uh, okay. we did that and and he walked around holding a machine gun so we there got some pictures go. of santa that's good santa so, you don't want to mess with him no you don't you just know what's going to happen when you're flying around all over the world yeah, in one santa's night. got a pack too sometimes <laughs> it goes into rough neighborhoods that's very good all right again this is the arkansas gun and cartridge collectors club it's a club that puts this on for the little rock gun and knife show there's going to be all kinds of uh you know things up for people to look at there's uh, displays that will be up for world war ii vietnam and all those times different eras of, of firearms fire you go there and you'll be amazed at how much firearms are have changed over just 20 years oh yeah it doesn't take much i mean you look at what they fought with with in world war ii and then look what they got over now in iraq you go, how did they fight in World War Two? Well, if they had that, they, yeah. Yeah, just, they, they, it it keeps been it, over Every year quickly. it improves, yeah. And we have exotic ammo. Guys going to be there selling, you know, crazy ammo type stuff that you can shoot. And we've got the regular ammo. Big guys out of Georgia is going to be selling ammo. And uh, uh, so we're going to have knives, ammo, military, uh, gun safes, uh, bluing, fixing your gun, uh, gun kits, uh outdoor stuff backpacks you're telling me you name it it'll be there yeah it'll be there we got a gunsmith ricks i mean it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun fun event and bring the family you say rick is gonna be there rick's place yeah yeah he's a gunsmith yeah i know rick's real real he's he's a a really good gunsmith and uh he'll have a table there and uh we send people to him and uh so he's got a table and anyway it'll be a lot of fun he used to be mr fix it all right, we got news coming up. Let's do that. Back with you here to finish up another edition of A Hump Day on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, uh, The Answer. 
Earlier today, we spoke with Eric Trump, and uh, I thought uh, you who were heading home in the evening don't get to listen to the show perhaps earlier on would like to hear that interview as well. So here it is for you in its entirety. Guest with us right now, Eric Trump, and it's great to have him with us. Uh, you've been doing uh, interviews all day, Eric? Yeah, we do. Uh, we do, do quite a few of them, but it's good to uh, it's good to be on with you, Dave. Well, this is going to be fun. I I got a lot of questions for you. See see how many questions I can get in in about twelve minutes here. So here we go. Let's start off with last night. Pretty good night for the Republican Party, and a great night for your father. Yeah, I think it was. And um, listen, I think you know my father so far in terms of the um, you know special elections has been five for five. Um, you know, last week he was, uh, you know, eight for nine in terms of people, you know, including the Republican primaries, uh, people he, in, he endorsed. And he's doing great. And I mean, this country is doing great. You just have the best economy the country's ever had. You've got 4.1% GDP growth, which is absolutely off the charts. You have the lowest unemployment in the history of our nation, right? 3.9%, lowest African American unemployment, lowest uh, Hispanic unemployment, lowest female unemployment, um, you know, in, again, in history got the greatest tax cut um, in the history of our nation. I mean, the stock markets are on fire, 401ks are on fire. Um, this country, by every metric, Dave, is doing uh, incredibly well. And, um, you know, people are really happy and people are enthused and jobs are coming back to our nation. Manufacturing is coming back to our nation. I mean, the, the, the country's back and people are seeing that and they're going out and they're voting because they're happy with the results. You know, I'm really still caught off guard by how the media, and I guess I shouldn't be since it's the media, but the media continues to uh, downplay the economy and upplay this blue wave. I keep telling my listeners the blue wave is nothing more than a ripple on the puddle because people vote their, their wallets and people are happier right now than they have been in a long time in this country. You know, this is the first year, Dave, where, where wages have, have risen in 16 years, right? Rage, wages have gone up roughly 3.1% uh, this year, and it's the first time. Wages have been stagnant for the last 16 years until this year, where they, they raised, you know, roughly 3%. The media won't even talk about that. They want to talk about Omarosa, who's, you know, on a book tour trying to sell and hawk a product, right, and come up with sensational nonsense. You know, they'll spend all night talking about that. They'll all, you know, spend night, you know, time talking about collusion, which never existed. They'll talk about all these other things. And they never talk about that, how, you know, more people in this job in this country have jobs than ever before, that more people in this country are off of, you know, food stamps and, you know, um, off of welfare uh, than ever before, that we're doing better, that we have four trillion extra dollars in, you know, our nation's economy because of you know, everything my father's done. That, you know, again, people's 401ks have gone up by 30 percent, uh, you know, since Election Day. You know, they, they ignore all these facts, you know, and, and they sit there and they talk about nonsense every single night. And. Americans are smarter than they see it. They see it when they open up their bank accounts. They see it when, you know, they see their checks, you know, from their work and they're higher because they're paying lower taxes, you know, than ever before. I mean, people are really, really smart and they can read through the nonsense. And it's a, you know, it's a shame. I mean, it's a shame that they dislike him that much that they can't be honest and, you know, they can't be truthful. And But it is what we have to deal with. And, uh, you know, I think he's a pretty effective person at uh, getting his own message out there, which is why they hate him using Twitter and, you know, social media. But um, we're winning. And uh, they never thought he would be there. You'll remember the New York Times, Dave, you know, gave him a 1.9 percent chance of winning the day of the Mm -hmm. election. And they continue to double down and double down and double down. And, uh, you know, they're going to get it wrong again. Yeah, they're going to get. I think they're going to get that, uh, really, really wrong. I think we'll hold the House. I think we'll gain maybe as many as five seats in the Senate 
and then we can see some real change begin in this nation. I mean, uh, I'm excited about that, really excited about that. Uh, how how are things going uh, for the Kavanaugh uh, nomination? Is the president happy with the way that's moving along? He is, and um, and listen, I think uh, for, first of all, he's uh, a brilliant man, and um, you know, Gorsuch was such a great pick, as 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 you know, and as everybody's seen. I think this is going to be an equally good pick, and um, you know, many people have come out. I think you know, I think on the Republican side, I think it's going to be unanimous, and I think you're going to pick up um, you know a number of Democrats. So I you know, I really do think he um, he gets through, and you know, to me, the Supreme Court is 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 truly the most important thing. It's the institution which mm-hmm. guides our future for so many years, and. Um, you know, it's it's nice to see, you know, somebody like Kavanaugh and Gorsuch who can literally be on the Supreme Court for 30 years, for 35 years. Um, you know, they're in the prime of their careers right now and, and, and they have the they have the tenure and, you know, that's transformational, um, you know, for our nation. And um, they're just very solid um, human beings. So, I you know, I, I do think it goes through. Joining us, our special guest, if that voice sounds familiar, it should. It's Eric Trump. He has joined us uh, for a few moments today to talk a little bit about the midterms, talk about the president's agenda. Let's go back and talk a little bit about the midterms as they come up in November here in Arkansas in District 2. we got an interesting race going on between our Republican uh, uh, French Hill and then uh, Clark Hill, the Democratic cha- uh, challenger. You know, Clark, or Tucker, pardon me, it's, uh, it's Tucker, Clark Tucker. I said Hill. I got Hill on, on my brain. But when you look at what Tucker's doing he can't even answer questions about uh, immigration. He says, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't think that's the kind of people that we want in uh, office, number one. And number two, I don't want to add any minions uh, to a possible Nancy Pelosi chairmanship. Do you? Well, clearly not. And, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. I, you know, it's it's. Um you have nice people on both sides of the aisle and you have terrible people on both sides of the aisle, you know, but if you look at the Democrats right now and kind of, you know, their, what they stand for, it, it, it's, it's really not much. I mean, over the last three weeks, if you really break down their message, it's, it's simple. Let's reverse the tax cuts, right? The greatest tax cuts in the history of our nation, which has caused 4.1% GDP growth, right? The fastest economy growth that, you know, we've, we've arguably ever had, or at least one of the very, um, the best we've ever had. Let's raise taxes so we totally, you know, stop the economy from growing the way it is. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know who would vote for that. Uh, let's abolish ICE. Let's attack law enforcement, um, and let's, um, you know, hinder all progress. I mean, you know, let let's be obstructionists. Let's, you know, if, if Trump wants to go right, let's go left. If he wants to go up, let's go down. No matter what the subject, you know, happens to be. And I don't think that's a winning message, Dave. I mean, I, you know, it's it's. People are seeing great progress. People are seeing great things happen. You know, uh, jobs are coming back to this country the fastest that they've ever come back. Um, you'll remember between you know 2001 and 2016, we lost 70,000 factories in this country. 70,000. I wouldn't have guessed we had 70,000, but we lost 70,000 factories after Bill Clinton signed NAFTA. You know, Obama comes out afterward and said there's no magic pill to getting, um, you know, uh, factories back and manufacturing back to the United States. It's just not going to happen. You know, we've lost it and it's not coming back. You know, now all of a sudden you see my father bringing it back. You know, companies are coming back to this nation. We're no longer being ripped off by China and the EU and every other country around the world. You know, manufacturing is coming back. America is making things again. And why wouldn't these people get on that bandwagon? Why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they try and help? And instead it's, 
let's abolish ICE, let's attack law enforcement, let's raise taxes. I mean, these are the, the, the very things that got this country into the problems that, that it had, um, that were fastly you know, getting out of. And um, I, I just don't think that's a winning message. I don't think it will be for, for Tucker. I don't think it will be for any other Democrat. I think Nancy Pelosi, I think people are universally scared of her um, on both sides of the aisle. Um, again, including all Democrats. You know, most Democrats don't like her. Um, you know, I, I, I they have a winning a winning positive message. I really don't. Well, the reason they're fighting against your father's tax cuts and they're fighting against uh, an economy that's on fire, it's very simple. Yesterday, Gallup came out with a a recent poll that showed 57% of Democrats like socialism. So it goes to show that they're going to go towards socialism programs. And that's not a good thing. Your father's a capitalist. That's a great thing. Yeah, and you see how well socialism is, uh, you know, working out for every other country around the world. Look at Venezuela right now, and and, and what's happening there. I mean, it is it is it is heart wrenching. Um, you know, I mean, the country has effectively collapsed, as you know better, mm-hmm. um, you know, than anybody. And you know, you you have all these people who come out with these grandiose ideas. We're going to give this. We're going to give that. You know, the problem is who's going to pay for it, right? I mean, some of their proposals will cost trillions and trillions of dollars a year. I mean, you you'll be able to do it for a six month period of time before the country is bankrupt. You you can't. You can't do it, and they're never willing to ask that question. You know, it's it's, it's very nice to be able to go out there and, and, and say all these wonderful things until you ask a question of how can you pay for it, who's going to pay for it. Um, there's not enough money to pay for them. And so, um, you know, I mean, it's just destructive to the nation, whereas you do the reciprocal, which is you allow, you know, companies to go in, prosper, you reduce taxes, you allow people to invest in themselves, you allow them to invest in their livelihoods, their companies, you know, it, it's... You know, that rises all boats. And you've seen that again. You know, we have about $4 trillion more in our nation's economy today than we did, you know, roughly 20 20, um, months ago when my father became, you know, commander in chief of this nation. And, you know, $4 trillion is, is, I mean, that's that's an unthinkable amount of money. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a truly unthinkable amount of money. And that's just an incredible thing for our nation. And, it allows you to rebuild the military. It allows you to support our veterans. It allows you to fix education. It allows you to fight the opioid crisis. I mean, it it gives you so many tools that you know this country otherwise needs. Whereas, you know, asking for free handouts and uh, you know it, and 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 expecting that you know there's a magic pot of money that somehow you know exists, which there isn't. That's that's the wrong way to approach things. And you know, socialism doesn't work. You're seeing that in Venezuela. You're seeing that in all these other countries. And um, you know, it's just a very, very dangerous proposition. Last question for you. Uh, as far as your father's agenda, as far as what the president is looking to do, he's fighting all of these other little fires that the media keeps bringing up. Uh, as far as the big issues go, what is he looking at to keep in front of the American people? You know, the economy, you know, absolutely the economy. He's always run on that. I mean, he's, you know, my father's, um, First of all, he's the greatest guy in the world. He's truly my best friend. Um, he's just an amazing talent. He's got more energy than any person I've ever met. He's a fighter. Um, he'll always be a fighter. That's certainly ingrained in him. Um, but he's, you know, also very simple in the fact that, you know, he cares about a few things and, and just deeply cares about those things. We have to have the strongest economy of any country in the world. Uh, we have to have the best jobs. We have to have the best manufacturing. We have to have the lowest unemployment. Um, you know, the happiness. Um, of society is incredibly important. Education is an issue that is incredibly important to him. Uh, military, um, you know, he has 
you know, the largest military spending in the history of our nation. I mean, you literally had, you know, war jets that couldn't, you know, that couldn't fly. They didn't have parts. They were broken down. They they were in pieces. You had ships, you know, that that, that were that were obsolete and, um, you know, couldn't be deployed. You had our troops, which hadn't had a raise in, in, in 10 years. I mean, you know, we had a military that was crumbling for all intents and purposes. And, you know, he's invested so much money in that, the largest military spending, you know, in the history of our country to bring it all back, mm-hmm. to get the best gear and, um, you know, protection of our vets, right? Our, our vets were so poorly treated for such a long time. You had 22, you know, veterans commit suicide every single day. Um, you know, that's unacceptable to him and, you know, by every metric. Um, you know, you want to see wages rise in this country. Again, they hadn't risen in 16 years, you know, until this year when they went up, you know, roughly 3.1%. And listen, I could go on and on, you know, the protecting law enforcement. I mean, law enforcement by a certain group in this country has been demonized and demonized and demonized. And I mean, you know, they're the people that keep our communities safe. Um, you know, that has to end. And and so much more, right? Immigration is obviously a big issue for him. But, um, you know, these are things he's focused on. And uh, the man is a fighter. And, um, you know, he's incredibly practical. He's doing an incredible job. And I'm really proud of him, Dave. Uh, I'm really, really proud of him. He's uh, doing a great job for our nation. That's very obvious. And rightly, you should be. I will pass on one observation from a, from an old fart like me. And, and that is that when I was in the military, I was under Carter. And what Carter did to the military, you know, Obama did even more so to the military when they when he hollowed it out. And then there was this president that came up after Carter that uh, turned everything around by the name of Reagan. And I was under him for half of my military career. And I can just say this, I, the similarities between Reagan after Carter and your father after Obama is just unbelievable and uh, you ever get a chance tell them there's a talk show host in, in little rock arkansas says keep up the great work mr president thank, thank you dave i'll uh, i'll definitely mention that to him and uh i'm proud of him and listen he's making america great again that's that's what he promised he would do and he's doing it and um you watch what happens in these midterms and you would watch what happens in uh in 2020 and we uh we won't let you down and we appreciate the friendship all right Eric Trump, thank you so much. Go out and do a few more interviews and then uh, put your feet up. We'll talk to you when you come around again. Can't wait. All right. Take Bye-bye care. now. All right. Well, let's finish it up on this Wednesday. Tomorrow, got a good show coming your way. Uh, we'll be talking about a lot of different issues tomorrow. J.R. Davis will be on first. He's the governor's spokesman. Uh, I'm hoping the governor might stop by to talk a little bit about this uh, lawsuit that's been uh, levied against the state of Arkansas de- uh, dealing with the uh, the Medicaid expansion and the work requirement uh, that the state has. Uh, the same groups out of Washington uh, that have uh, brought suit against Kentucky are doing it now against Arkansas. And uh, we'd like to talk to the governor about, you know, what, how do you move forward uh, on this? I mean, we've been given the the go-ahead by the uh, Trump uh, administration. What does this all say as far as uh, what's going to happen here uh, with Medicaid expansion? Uh, it, it just amazes me. People would have uh, heartburn about forcing people to work if they can work. Because, look, if you're ill and you can't work, you're not going to be denied uh, coverage. And there's a lot of other things that keep you from being denied as well, uh, that you would have an organization that uh, 
feels that people are being wronged because they can get off their butt uh, and and work so that uh, they can offset some of this stuff going on with getting free he- uh, health care. You should be ashamed of yourself when you do that. Uh, it is not uh, the citizens of this country's uh, responsibility to take care of people who can take care of themselves. I mean, there's people that cannot do that, that are disabled and things of that nature, and we're more than happy to help those folks out, not so much uh, people who can work and uh, can get off their butts and will not do so. Those are the people that I think don't deserve anything. Uh, tomorrow, the the uh, Faulkner County Tea Party meeting at noon until 1 uh, over at Larry's Pizza. You should go over there. Uh, they've got the they got Mark West that's going to be their main speaker. He's the Libertarian candidate for governor. Go over see what he's got to say. He'll answer some questions uh, from the audience as well. Uh, and you get to eat good, so uh, uh, well, something that you should go check out. Uh, the power panel, female power panel tomorrow. Shelly will be here. Elizabeth will be here. And uh, we'll have a couple other free people. What's the name of the two ladies that are going to be with us at 3.30 there, Russ? Diamond Silk. What? I think it's Diamond and Silk. Diamond and Silk, yeah. They're they're well-liked on uh, on YouTube. You see them on Fox all the time. Uh, They'll be joining uh, the ladies and be talking to them. I'm going to step out of the studio while that's going on. I'll put... Uh, Elizabeth over here in my chair, and she can carry on the conversation, and Shelly, uh, and they can talk, uh, have a nice uh, conversation. Should be a lot of fun to hear what they have to say. We've got, uh, we've been having some really good guests lately. I hope you're not missing them. Uh, you make sure you're with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show each day from 2 until 6, uh, working on other guests later on. Well, David Bozell will be with us tomorrow uh, as well. He'll join us in the two or uh, uh, three o'clock hour, also. So we'll have a a lot of people to talk to tomorrow here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick show. Uh, with that all said, we can just about wrap it up here. Uh, get ready for the news coming at the top of the hour, and then we'll take a couple, a few hours of rest, and then we'll reconvene here at two o'clock tomorrow afternoon and and pick it up. Uh, they uh, they. Uh, finished up their uh, defensive closing arguments today for Manafort, basically telling the jury uh, today that, uh, look, here's the, here's the bottom line. Uh, you have, uh, the, the prosecution did not prove their case against Manafort, and that's why they didn't even have to put on a defense. So, we'll, you know, that's going to go to the jury tomorrow, 8.30 our time. Maybe when we uh, come back on tomorrow afternoon, they'll already have come to a verdict. Probably not. Uh, but as soon as something comes in, if it's uh, during the week, uh, we'll talk about it here uh, on the Dave Ellswick Show. Until then, you have a great evening. Russ and I will be back tomorrow. Russ uh, runs the board, takes care of everything that you hear being played during the course of the show that's not me talking. We thank him for all of his uh, uh, work that, that he does. I'll see you tomorrow, 2 o'clock. Have a great evening.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.